so this is no sold episode number 28 here we are again I'm joined by my guys head cheese Ooh, we got al snow <laughs> steve blackman coming in hot steve blackman Frank, i was, in a, I was in a rap group and i was in a rap group in benjamin rush called head cheese just let you know <laughs> I, mean, I didn't even know you went to rush That's are the mixtapes <laughs> out there frank Nah, they're they're long gone. Uh, oh, the, the real them. ones, no, the real ones, no. So here we are, head cheese. How how are you guys feeling overall? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling really oozy tonight. I'm looking forward to talk about our favorite ten matches of all time. Not the best. Keep that mm-hmm. in mind, people. This is our personal favorites. It's like your favorite food. It's what you prefer. Mm-hmm. And I think you're gonna see a lot about what we individually like in matches. And I'm looking forward to hearing our you know, you guys matches for sure, especially our manager here, General Adnan, Ooh. former manager of the Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter. So let's go. Here, here I am, General Adnan. Well, also known you're as right. Sheik Adnan Al Casey. Al Casey, yeah. That's right. So this is great. This is not great. Uh, greatest matches of all time. It's our favorites. There's a big difference. Like like Duke said, it is all subjective. This will let uh, let you know a lot about us. This will let you know that some of us are trapped in one time period, perhaps. Um, we have not graduated to mm-hmm. other eras of pro did wrestling. Did you see my list, John? I uh, might have peeked at my own. No, we did not discuss these lists. I'm super stoked to try to predict some of your your guys' favorites. Frank's the wild card. Uh, Duke as well. We'll, we'll see. Um but I want to get into some of the favorites. I want to count down backwards. We'll do a top ten. Duke, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you did not rank these strictly in a one to ten number basis, right? No, and I'll tell you why. When I watch stuff, you know, my favorite match of all time can fluctuate depending on the mood that I'm in. Um, I probably, I think my number one match. I'll explain the reasoning that I had that but as for the other ones it's just kind of what I'm in the mood for like if I want to watch you know a Hulk Hogan match maybe this is my number 10 if I want to watch a Brett match maybe this is my number seven but I'm going to give you my top 10 in no particular order except for my all-time favorite match except for your number one okay that's fair so I do want to get into what it is that uh, like you said, why we pick these matches for you. You said it's more about the mood you're in. For me, I'll call them the rewatchables, the mm-hmm. timeless ones that I go back to, the ones I will rewatch. I could pop it on. It's like a uh, favorite song or a favorite movie, whatever you want to say. They're timeless in a way where like the story never gets old. So mm-hmm. that's for me going to be kind of how you see mine unfold. Um, and you'll see for me all about a lot of most of these, if not all of these are the stories leading in. This, the backstory is why I was into the match and interested in the match. And I noticed the thread throughout three, maybe four of these matches is actually the same exact story told four slightly different ways so that's a little bit of a spoiler real quick for you guys uh frank how did you sort of come to rank these or at least you know what do you look for in your top 10 so my top 10 favorites i just it was easy i just thought about like what matches do i go back to which matches are am i am i 
pulling up to show people who maybe aren't wrestling fans, you know, like, oh, you got to check this out for one reason or another. It's not always the match. It's sometimes the crowd enhancing of the match, you know, or different things. And like, but ultimately what leads me to do all those things is how I felt during the match. Like if it, any kind of, if it warranted any like emotion or something that sat with me beyond just like the night of watching the show, you know, over the years, if I keep feeling like, damn, that was like a big moment. I'm happy I saw that or I was happy I was there or whatever. That's ultimately what made me pick like my top 10. Because if you look at my list, it's like a lot of these probably wouldn't be on anybody's best matches ever, you know, but for me, they're in there because they're my faves. American Wolves against El Generico and Kevin Steen. Almost, <laughs> almost mm. made it. Almost did. Really, well, honor, honorable, honorable mention. mention. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. That's a good point, though, about the moments, because I was going to say, for me, it's it's the match and the spectacle. And these matches might not be on some people's best ever, but it's some of the yeah. moments that were created from this match, which yeah. is why I no. go back to Washington. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page that way, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like like Frank mentioned, rewatch value, um, you know, uh, who you watch it with. I think, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like for me, that's big for me for movies. Um, Like you guys know, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but episode nine, I didn't care for what's I know that might shock you, John. So um, episode nine, I didn't really care for. And uh, but I got to see that with my friend Ken, mm-hmm. who was unfortunately yeah. dying of cancer at the time. And I look at that as a wonderful memory we had a great time you know we drank in the theater and had fun and like he forgot that he was sick for a while you know so like i think that sometimes the experience helps for whatever it is that we're doing the match that we watch the movie that we watch the song that we hear etc so i think that had something to do with my list as well but no i love that that's an excellent point and I'm with you on that. Um, I'm also going to add a couple more little uh, reasons, if you will. For me, some of these, most of these, if not all of these, are high stakes or at least high stage. Um, for me, it's something to see a great match at an indie show. We've all been to the Armory. We've been to the ECW Arena. You've, we've been to Marina, Delaware to see a show with 20 oh, people. But like, there's something that's to be said for me, at least. Uh, about the big stage the high stakes and like frank said the crowd can make or break absolutely mm-hmm. make or break a match and um all in all though duke you're spot on it's the it's a personal connection to these matches it's really what it comes down to for us so um i want to talk about obviously the top 10 but if you guys have any other like things you want to throw into how you want to rank them duke i know you said they're going to be kind of you know number one will be official the rest will be sort of uh yeah, my I list you... is pretty fluid, you know, fluid. over time. And if you ask me this next year, you might get, you know, a couple, you know, that are different on the list, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, let's get into it. The top 10, our top 10 favorite matches of all time. And I'll start. We'll kick it off. Should I start? You want me to start? Yeah, start. Absolutely. Start. All right. I'll start. Number 10. This is a match. I mean, you guys are familiar with everybody's going to be familiar with most of these matches on my uh, my top 10. But this one, WrestleMania eight was a little tricky because we all thought we would be getting Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan, the dream match, the dream main event at the time. But things got a little twisted up, turned around, and we ended up getting 
the macho man, Randy Savage versus Ric Flair for the WWF title. And uh, I think this was probably the better call for the match quality and for the story they told leading up. And it did get the WWE Vince McMahon's treatment with we have to involve Liz. She was mine before she was yours. The build was pretty insane. Um, it all kicked off pretty the much. Photos, the, the doctored photos. The doctored photos. Back but, before Photoshop existed. <laughs> yeah. So we don't know if it was ego problems with uh, Hogan or Flair, or why that match never took place. But I, I still wish that happened. Hogan versus Flair as the main event for obvious reasons. But the fact that we got Macho Man versus Ric Flair, even though it didn't close the show, mm-hmm. it had the big fight feel stole the show um on you know arguably stole the show because there's some other good matches on that card but uh it's all about the intensity macho man it's believability Mm -hmm. and you actually legitimately thought he might kill rick flair for the way he was talking about liz so Mm -hmm. i'll just i'll announce that as my top 10 and duke i know you're a huge macho man fan watching that match live did you um because you were a flair guy too, NWA flair. Oh. oh yeah, but I was full. I was team macho that day. Baby. Oh okay. Oh okay. yeah, one hundred percent. I rarely cheered against Macho Man. Um, ah oh, man, it, it might have been once, honestly, that I can think of, like that I cheered against him. I even when I met Ricky Steamboat, I even told him that I cheered against Ricky Steamboat when at three faced him. Oh <laughs> oh yeah. I told oh, wow. him straight up. Yeah. And uh, we had a moment, me and Ricky Steamboat. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that match is a masterpiece. And uh, not to skip ahead, but I'll just say that's my number 10 because obviously that's on my list as well. There you go. Um, and I am perfectly okay with not getting Flair and Hogan because we got this masterpiece of a story and then a match. Uh, yeah. So my number 10 as well. And then we'll let Frank chime in, but absolutely yeah, before you on my chime, list. Yeah. Before Frank chimes in, I want to yep. ask him because um, there wasn't a lot of blood in the WWF, but I remember Ric Flair getting blood and another match on this card saw some blood, but um, Flair's like another match best... maybe on your list, John Boy. Perhaps, perhaps, but Flair's, um, just the whole aggressive courtship of Liz and all that stuff. Like how much of a just scumball he was being Frank, when you first saw this match, uh, like in hindsight and retrospect and all that, Mm -hmm. did you feel the intensity of this feud? Yeah, for sure. You know, like I, I love that match personally. I I think it's like a great match, Um, like an all time great. Like if I'm putting it on best list, it's, it's probably, toward the top you know and like mm-hmm. definitely in my top 10 if i was doing best list um yeah like definitely like one of those dream scenario matchups especially at the time you know eventually we see it a little more but um no, not I think, the I think, dream scenario though right yeah, yeah exactly, like exactly not the hogan flair not, what do you yeah, think about that that i think that's a you know it's a bummer it's one of those missed opportunities it kind of happens in all fight sports if you really look at like you know like the like all the matchups that didn't you know we even did a show you know, like mad dream matchups or whatever, but that's like the obvious one that's like, damn, that didn't happen like at that time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like how big would that have been? You know? Yeah, like you, it doesn't get 
it's hard to think like of an, a match that would be bigger. You know what I mean? Like maybe modern day, this is going to, you know, be brutal to hear, but like Roman versus the rock, you know, it's like a big mm-hmm. deal of like an old legend and a current dominant guy, even though it's not quite what that match would have been. They were two top guys at the time, but just in terms of star power, and like Shame almost near their prime, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Hulkster was kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, he had the whole NWO thing afterwards, we know. But like yeah. as far as like his in-ring, I guess uh, not like Hulk ever had like a lot of great matches, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like they were kind of in their prime still. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm personally OK with it because I mean, I love that story and I don't think because we eventually did get flair and hogan and i don't think they had near the chemistry that macho and, F- and flair did so yeah probably not but you know in the grand stage wrestlemania staring no, across sure. from each but, other like i still thought worked. that was important you know because of the story that led off and like you said i was like is he gonna fucking kill this guy like that's his wife you know like i remember like standing in the path mark reading the wwf magazine and it, like the doctored pictures you're talking about mm-hmm. before Photoshop, mm-hmm. and I and I was confused. Like, oh, I yeah. really believe that he yeah. had been with Liz, yeah. but um, yeah, very cartoonish, I guess you could say. Although they present it in a very serious manner, you know, which is so weird that um, they can take something so silly and make it so intense. But that's Mach, right, and Flair. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Frank, what do you got for your top 10? Your number 10, I should say, in this so top my 10. Number, my number 10, let me get my list really quickly. Okay, so my number 10 has a guy who I would have never thought would be in a top 10 match of mine, like favorites. But when I thought about it, and it's just and it just goes back to the emotions and being like, you know, being super marky about, you know, a situation was number 10. It's John Cena versus CM Punk, Money in the yep. Bank. 2011 uh yeah you know just that entire build uh obviously it's more for cm punk you know on my list um you know in terms of like what i cared about the most going into this match but john cena being like the other dude you know he's like the tip of the the wwe champion and cm punk such an anti wwe guy especially at that time you know just it all worked perfectly him walking out uh, you know, this is after his infamous pipe bomb promo. Um, the build to it, I thought was great. It really felt like he may go him winning the title, walking out, blowing the kiss to Vince. All of that shit was such a moment for me. And, you know, like it, it really put punk in that, like for me, like forever, as it turns out, you know what I mean? Like since that day it was like, this dude is a top, top, top guy for me. And they stayed that way since. So it really made my fandom of punks what it is. And um, hmm. yeah, thinking back, I even think I said in the episode, one episode of ours, that that was my favorite CM Punk match. So makes right. sense. It's in my top 10. There it is. I love it. So that was the threat in it. He, he was going to leave with the title. You had all that intensity. I think we watched this together, Duke. Right? I, uh, we we mistaken. did for sure. Frank, were you in? I was Florida in Florida. At the time? Yeah, okay. right. Florida. At the... But I mean, we had a full house that night for sure because mm-hmm. that's when. What was it? Did Christian won. Christian won yeah. the title, or did he win the Money in the Bank? Uh, he won the Money was... in the Bank, right? Yeah, and Del or did Del Rio win the Money in the no, Bank? No, Del Rio won Money in the Bank. Christian, Christian defended against Randy title. Orton. Yeah, he or something like that against Randy Orton. And maybe Brian Danielson had a title or something. I yeah, mean, yeah, that, that all seems. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. 
I don't remember. But regardless, it was a great night. It was a great night. It was a great night. And I think with um, Cena and uh, I was going to say Edge, because a lot of people say Cena and Edge. Oh, that's such a great rivalry. Best Cena rivalry. Mm-hmm. I don't really put much stock in that rivalry at all. I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah, the punk Cena, the punk Cena rivalry, it really complemented uh, both of them. But Cena, like it was the perfect foil to his like good guy, company mm-hmm. man, shtick. You mm-hmm. got punk. Um I, I respect it. I love that match. Uh, it might be on some people's best match list. Uh, yeah, maybe. But, and but, I uh, think once again, we talk about it all again, all the time. Like there's authenticity to it. Mm-hmm. Like Punk was saying, like John, I don't hate you. Yeah. Like I just hate the idea that you're the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so, know, like so memorable to right. me. Right, and it's stuff. but it's it's true. That's why yeah. it was good. Like mm-hmm. doesn't hate John Cena. John Cena is a great human beings we see all that he's done you know like with the make a wish and stuff like that and i think frank you're surprised that he's on your list but like one thing i'll say about cena when he kind of became like the dude his matches felt important Mm -hmm. you know and like that was Mm -hmm. beating him was a big deal yeah exactly that rob van dan match is a big deal and i hate john cena i bury him constantly but when he had the right guy, he had oddly good chemistry with a lot of guys in big moments. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're talking, and it's always good guys, Jericho or yep. Shawn Michaels or CM Punk, you know, but, or even Batista, you know, like yep. he, he would come up big in some bigger matches and I can't stand him. He's one of my least yep. favorite wrestlers of all time, yep. but I'll give him that credit. Like, listen, sure. there was plenty of matches that I rate highly that he was in, you know? Yep. So you well, that's an interesting thing. Um, because I couldn't bring myself to include anyone on my top 10 favorite matches list where I didn't like one of the performers or, mm, you know, meaning, meaning like, yeah, 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 it was almost like an homage to my favorite guys. Cause that's who I want to watch. But I, cause I struggle with some of the Cena matches in general. He's had some, believe it or not, some really good memorable matches, but mm-hmm. I just really never could stand the guy. And, yeah. um, you know, I probably don't really seek, many of his matches out to go back and watch unfortunately because... I, I know one time you could stand him was that the royal rumble 2005 oh, yeah. marked out like <laughs> wow, a little yeah. like a little baby i did <laughs> marked I did. out surprised <laughs> he came back like eight months early hey man you were you it were was just this him. it was big ring it was the i'm all thing. about cena winning brother i think that might have been the only time before uh other than when he first debuted but no, nah, I respect it. And like I said, it's one of the best matches WWE produced. And it was cool because Vince being involved always makes things, usually makes things feel more important. And he got involved in that feud and it was a big deal. Duke, I know you love that match. What's your number? Uh, let's. Do you want to go to number nine? Why don't you start it out? Yeah, I'll go to number nine. Real quick about that match. Um, That's one of mine. Like if we did a top 20, yeah, that would probably make mine oh, as cool. well. Um, hmm. Because... Yeah, man, I love Punk, too. I mean, we all have, you know, professed yeah. our love for him over, <laughs> you know, the 27 episodes that we've done. Um, but I think I'm with you, John. Like, it's hard for me to include him, Cena, because I'm, like, not a John Cena guy. All due respect, I think the guy has had good matches and stuff that I've been into. Um, but I, I couldn't bring myself to, to put it in my top 10, so... Uh, my number 10 is the same as John. So I'm going to go ahead and go for my number nine in no particular order. This one was, so the Hitman 
had him been in the ring for a while. After he lost the World Wrestling Federation Championship to Shawn Michaels, he kind of went on sabbatical. And he returned at Survivor Series in 1996. And he fought a young up-and-coming villain that was calling him out. A young man by the name of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. Mm-hmm. And this match, I love so much. Again, the story, you know, Austin and Brett going back and forth. And um, Brett really... I mean, elevates Steve Austin in this match. Like, Stone Cold mm-hmm. would have been successful for sure. I don't think we're going to deny that. But he has even admitted that what Bret Hart did for his career. And in this match, I felt like he catapulted Stone Cold Steve Austin in the superstardom. Mm-hmm. And a lot of oh. people prefer their WrestleMania match. But for me, like, the submission match, it kind of limited what they could do. And Stone Cold didn't use a lot of submissions. So I prefer this one. It's Bret the Hitman Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin at Survivor Series 1996. Love it. And that was a number one contender match at the time for the WWF title. And I remember watching that live. Uh, I was obviously all about Bret. And I felt like Austin was beneath him. Like, not after that match, but going into the match. I was like, eh. But to Brett's credit, I think you said it, he handpicked Austin to yep. work with. And um, they turned out an excellent match, uh, a great mm-hmm. match, memorable. Once again, this could be on a best list, no doubt about it. Um, Frank, what do you remember seeing this match f- uh, for the first time? And did you see this after you saw the WrestleMania 13 yeah. match? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So How I do you compare it. and contrast those two? So, you know... Um... I think they're both great matches. I prefer the submission match. You know, I just think that's like essential viewing, you know. But like, but I get I get the reasons. I get the reasons that Duke is saying. I think it's a great match. And those guys had crazy chemistry, you know, like as they it sure turned did. out. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, Brett really yeah, Brett pats himself on the back for putting guys over like in the right way all the time. But like I don't think people give him enough credit because like the way he made Austin a couple of times, you know, it's sort of like who knows where Austin is today without these moments, you know, guys yep. like Bret Hart getting him to that point that he could blow. So I don't know. I think it's, I think it's very cool, you know, but like I said, I do prefer the re- the mania match. Yeah. And the WrestleMania yeah. match has like the iconic ending, mm-hmm. you know, Stone Cold mm-hmm. doesn't ha- tap out, you know, the bloody face, like, and he just passes out. Um, right. And I'm going to try to not even spoil who won my matches in case anybody wants to go back and watch those. So once again, Survivor Series 1996, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold. Check it out. Awesome. Um, I'm going to go with my number nine here. And it might be a surprise, but there's reasons behind why this made the list. Because I did a lot of rewatches this week, and I even tried to narrow it down like top 15 eliminate a couple this one goes into my top 10 because i think it's a masterpiece i also think it's the reason i got back into wrestling like as we know it now and it's the only match in my top 10 that's from a non-ww event spoiler alert but it's cody Rhodes versus dustin Rhodes. 
Mm. Double or nothing. I was there. 2019. I was there. Wow. And that's that's I can't wait to hear your your uh your live report because for me, you got Earl Hebner as a ref. You got a lot of big fight field they're presenting here, but this is like the tried and true theme here of some of the like the great movies of the past. Uh, I won't spoil them for some of the people. Duke and I were just talking with Zern this week about The Godfather, but some uh, some sibling stuff here. It, it, it go it's it's a tried and true method. You can always go back to this story, but um, I think this was supposed to originally take place. These guys wanted to happen in WWE. Never got the chance. Never got the chance to tell their story, but. With this one, um, I heard about the thing that they were doing in AEW, and this was the first actual show I watched from them. And yeah. I was blown away that they got this match on a card like that, which was not – Frank, you were there. So you could jump in anytime. Like, how how was the crowd – was they as electric as it, it appeared on TV? Because um, the bell rang, it, and they it, started yeah, chanting, yeah. this is awesome, like, as yeah, the bell yeah, rang. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think – is settled down and then got built back up, you know, just by the quality of the match. I do remember thinking that was an amazing match when we were there. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Cody at hater, hater ass bitch, uh, <laughs> for the last, you know, six, eight months or whatever. But I did think that match was very great. It was like the first five star Dave Meltzer match that I ever got to see live. Um, so like that, so it has that like was a five stars. Spot. That got five, that was five stars. stars. Yeah. I got five stars. Um, right, I like it. I thought it was extremely brutal, like because all the blood, because Dustin, I guess, cut himself too deep and ended up being like, ended up being like, that was probably like the biggest bloodbath I've seen live, besides some of these garbage match shit that I saw like in Ring of Honor or whatever indie shows. Um, thought it was great. I thought the crowd did end up, because my rem- remembering it, like they, they they came down a little bit, but then by by midway point they were back. You know, the storytelling okay. was there, and it was it was just that though, a lot of storytelling on a card with a lot of like showmanship you know um that match probably had, that that match probably had less of it but it was just so emotional you know what i mean and end up being powerful for people just watching it um just tuning in maybe not knowing all the backstory of the build um i thought it was great yeah i thought it was great i think a super cool match probably my favorite cody match in aw maybe it's the, um, yeah it's gotta be right you know, it's, it's, def- it's definitely like a... my favorite dustin match so you know it's up there you know it's up there I didn't think I would have Dustin Rhodes in my top 10 yeah. favorite matches of all time, but uh, there was a couple of times I looked at a couple of his matches and I was like, Oh, but then this was one where I was like, you know what? This is the match that made me fall in love with sort of uh AEW at least mm-hmm. and back in love with wrestling. Cause I love Cody, but this was like his, I want to say it's his masterpiece. It's like a story that he obviously had a lot of input and Duke at age 50, Dustin Rhodes Wow. Uh, in this match, the blood loss was insane. Okay. Yeah. And like, you felt that like Dustin, you, you felt like you can get behind him, even if you're a Cody fan because of what he was going through. Do you remember watching that match? Uh, I didn't watch that live. I remember watching it afterwards and yeah, I, I loved it too. Um, I mean, I think your Cody love is really coming out right now because like, I do love the match. Like, and that's awesome that you know that's what got you back in for me i wouldn't put it on like any of my favorite lists i think cody's gonna get his moment when he wins the royal rumble in 2023 at number 27 and then goes on the wrestlemania and wins the undisputed universal title frank which i know you're looking forward to (laughs) also 
Uh, no, no, I, I love that match. Yeah. Cody, I mean, I think there, he's had better matches. I even preferred the thing when he just tore his peck. Like, it's a great match. It's on a grand stage WWE. But this match got me back in, and I feel like you're selling you're selling people on an emotional investment that'll never get old. True. And it wasn't For the sure. high-speed action like uh, Frank talked about. Plus, with some of these matches, you're going to hear me talk about post-match stuff. And this post-match thing with Cody afterwards, I won't spoil the winner or loser, but... Um, Please watch that match if you haven't seen it. But when he when he kind of says to, to Dustin that he he needs his older brother, look, it's a legendary moment. I talked about that, Frank. You got that famous voice crack that you love from Cody. Oh yeah, and crocodile tear Cody, <laughs> crocodile tear Cody. It's look, it's not a perfect match, oh, but it's man. it's Come one on, of my brother. favorites from the last five years, um, no, and it's one of the most. I think it's one of the most beautiful matches because at least he got to tell the story the way he wanted, and it resonated with me. So that's my number nine. Frank, what do you got at number nine? Okay, so my number nine. So this is the most oddball one. Um, you guys will know what I'm talking about, but of all the list, it's probably the most random. So my number nine is from Ring of Honor, Take No Prisoners 2008. It's Nigel McGuinness versus Tyler Black. Mm. Wow. Christopher right? Dangers. Christopher Dangers. <laughs> Dangerous. I thought you were going to say versus Brian Danielson, Nigel versus Danielson, no, 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 but no. I guess. I so it's that. Nigel okay. versus Tyler. And so here's my reason. So I went to that show with Ray Ray, my cousin Ray Ray. Um, and we were sat pretty close. We were like in the second row or something crazy. Um, and it was at the Armory in Philly. And there was like a four-way match like to start the card. And the, it was like the winner of this match will get a title shot against Nigel McGinnis later tonight. Oh, that was the same night. Okay. Yeah. Like it was like later to, um, later tonight, you know, in the mm-hmm. main event. And like the the uh, members of the match were Delirious, who was like a Ring of Honor staple at that time. It was Claudio Castagnoli, who you know also another Ring of Honor staple at the time. Go Shizaki, I want to say, was in the match, who I was low key cheering for because I always kind of like Go Shizaki. And then it was Tyler Black. And now the way his career has turned out, it's you know it's not surprising. But back then he was in that tag team Age of the Fall or whatever with Jimmy Jacobs, and he was strictly a tag team guy. Hadn't even really done anything. And we're all watching the match, and I'm cheering Go Shizaki, but my head is saying Claudio's probably going to win, you know, because that makes sense for Nigel later. Everybody, people were, I heard people saying Delirious is probably going to win, finally get a title shot because he's been there for so long just for that show. And out of nowhere, in this like pretty short match, Tyler Black won the match. And the whole crowd, I remember the whole crowd at the armory over there in Philly was like, he, he just won this match. It was just like, why did he win this match? You know, it's like, it just seems so random. We're like, okay, I guess. And Nigel wasn't like my favorite champion. So it was like, I was like, the main event's going to be Tyler Black versus Nigel. It's like, who cares, you know? And the match starts and it's such a banger. I say to this day, I've never been at a match where I was more emotionally invested. Me and Duke, (laughs) you know, American Wolves versus Steena Generico. We were very emotionally invested in that match, but it was different. Like I was just with my cousin. We were like losing our minds for this guy, Tyler Black, who had like, a crazy performance. And for those who don't know, Tyler Black is Seth Rollins in WWE. He becomes one of the biggest names in the business. But at that time, he was some nobody. And 
the crowd got so behind Tyler back. There's even a moment where he looks like he's injured and he's in the crowd, like, and like, he's just in the crowd for a few minutes. He gets hit with like a chair. I want to say, or something, something crazy happens, like a, a move. He jumps into the crowd and gets hurt. So we thought the match was over, you know, like he was in the crowd forever. They roll him into the ring and they immediately go for the pin and it's one, two, and he kicks out. So we're like, Oh my God, it's not over. You know, it was just like a million. It was just a lot of false finishes, a lot of drama in the build up, and people, being so surprised that this kid from nowhere was like contending with Nigel, who was a dominant champion at that time. People forget. And it was just so crazy match. We loved it so much. Everybody walked out of there. They were, they were chanting next world champ to Tyler black, you know, by the end of the night. And you heard that like every show they're on for a while for uh Tyler black, you know, it was next world champ, next world champ. It was like a star making performance. I happened to be in the building Loved the match. It made me a fan of Rollins for a long time, you know, and he, it wasn't until he became like this uber cornball in WWE that I had to like <laughs> distance myself from him. But <laughs> but I've always been a, a Rollins guy, honestly, you know, so it's crazy to see him now. But yeah, that's did my you, number Did nine. you say this was uh, Ring of Honor and Justice 2? Take No Prisoners. Oh, Take No Prisoners. Oh, okay. Yeah. So M- Nigel was the champion at the time? Yeah, Nigel was champ, yeah. Gotcha. Yep. 2008. Dude. Yeah. So it's cool. Very cool match. Fun match. Anybody to go watch it. He even talked about it on that show, Dinner for Three or Table for Three that they do mm. with the WWE Network. They did mm-hmm. one with it was Nigel Rollins and I don't know who the third guy, maybe Claudio. And they talk Claudio about that. They, sense, yeah, yeah. They talk about that match in it, which I thought was also fun. You know. So this is March 16th, 2008. Darn. Duke, did you uh, did you see that live? Because you weren't there, I guess. I didn't. No, I didn't see that live. Uh, Frank, I remember though, Frank was like a Tyler Black mark after that. that day. Like he yeah, was all about day. him after that. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's funny. Cool you got Rollins and uh Cena in your top ten yeah. favorite matches of yep. all time. Because I mean, but hey, it's rewatchability, right? Yeah, yeah. Um so Duke, numbers uh number eight for you. What do you have for number eight? So my number eight, it's kind of a weird one because it's not a conventional match. Um you know, most of mine are going to be one-on-one conventional wrestling matches, but um, this one is something that I find myself watching at least once a year um, around January. You know, it's Royal Rumble season, and I think we all kind of go back and watch old Royal Rumbles at this time to, you know, get into that frame of mind, get excited. So my number eight is the 1992 Royal Rumble match. Nice. Very nice. The best it's, rumble. Uh, one of the most star-studded uh rumbles ever, if you look at the talent at that time. That's arguably my favorite roster of all time, too. I mean, you know, you got Sid, Hogan, Brett, Sean, like the Bulldog, mm-hmm. like you can name Macho, you know, you Blair, can go all Jake, DiBiase. Bulldog. Going. Like, yeah, yep. yeah, everyone, everyone. It's, Undertaker. Yep. And um Undertaker Dragon the one Macho. That I own. <laughs> yeah. Undertaker Dragon Macho Man in after he eliminates yeah. himself. Yeah, I mean <laughs> so many. Like yeah. there's so many Hall of Famers in this match. Um and I felt like uh for me it was like validation for one of my all time favorites finally getting to that big stage mm-hmm. and getting a chance to shine. So that's my number eight, 1992 Royal Rumble match. I think as pro wrestling fans, if you guys are like us, we all watch Rumbles around Rumble season to kind of, you know, we want to get excited, get into the Rumble 
frame of mind. And this is always one that I end up watching. So I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, there are some people that might argue nowadays that that's not the greatest rumble. I, uh, some people say 2001, 2000, rumble. 2004, Benoit, and uh, 2010. It gets a lot of love as challengers to um, to the 1992 Royal I Rumble. But 2001, personally, um, 2004, I loved the result in the moment, but I don't think that Rumble's great, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't watched it in a while. And then 2000, what did you say? 10? Yeah, it's when Edge came back and uh, at number 29. And he, oh, okay. I believe he threw out. Was it Jericho or Batista or one of those guys? But anyway, it was, it was Edge's return. It was a big – everybody loves that one for the star power. But I only bring that up because I don't think you can really challenge the GOAT 92 rumble, uh, the star power alone. We just talked about it. You yeah, I mean, 2001 is really good. 2001 is my probably my second favorite. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, but, yeah, for me, again, this isn't, you know, the greatest. This is just what mm-hmm. I prefer. And, you know, John, like he said, it's kind of showing my age, I guess, too. But so. listen, but even me, where 2001 has, like you said, it's probably the second best or your favorite or whatever. I mean, those final four in that one. was Exactly. It's intense. Yeah. But like even that's has everything that I should be like, that's the best one. Clearly, mm-hmm. it's more my age, you know, peak age range. You know what I mean? Like everything of that rumble should be the best. And even I go. That ninety fucking two one is two of your all time favorites in the uh, yeah. top or the final four in that mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. undeniable. Like nine, but ninety two that just is just so undeniable to me. Like even when yeah. I watch it, still, how many times have we watched that rumble? Oh yeah, both like so much, and it's still yeah. like this rumble is sick as fuck. You know, what I mean, I mean I've seen so it cool. probably like seriously thirty times at yeah. least. I would yeah. say you know, I watched it uh, this week, believe it or not. Did so you? nice. Yes, I did. So really quick on the 2010 Rumble, just off topic, really quick. But uh, the star power in this Rumble, maybe this is why people love it, but you had CM Punk, Triple H, Kane, Cody Rhodes, Shawn Michaels, John Cena, Chris Jericho, Edge, Batista. There's a lot of big names, big, you know, there's a lot of uh, star power. So maybe that's why. I have to give um, it a rewatch. It's where Punk, I think Punk was a straight edge society this time. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So he got on the mic. Yeah. So anyway, I know that that's one that people sometimes challenge. Love, 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 love your number eight, though. Um, Frank, would you like to go for your number eight or? Yeah, sure. Um, So my number eight is another one that's like, it's not going to be, I don't think anybody's going to say it's the best match especially of these guys, but it meant something to me was uh number eight stone cold, Steve Austin versus the rock WrestleMania 15 in Philly. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very so, surprising. Yeah. So like that's never anybody, nobody ever says that's like their favorite of the Austin rock trilogy, any of that. But for me, that was like, that was like the first pay-per-view where I was like, I would, I was so all in on wrestling like i didn't i probably didn't care about anything more than pro wrestling at that time that rivalry so i i was grounded couldn't go to wrestlemania oh so low-key still have a beef with my mom um for that but couldn't go to wrestlemania whatever but you know my mom wasn't we didn't have cable my mom's not ordering me a fucking 50 dollar pay-per-view so i couldn't even watch that live and I remember I was getting all my news for that match because I had to know from the home shopping network. 
because the home shopping network was doing like this all night WWE WrestleMania thing, selling merch and stuff. And they would bring, they would like, they would like, uh, you know, announce what just happened. And then they would have like an interview with a winner or somebody like that. And I remember watching that shit all night. Cause I couldn't watch the pay-per-view and, uh, hearing like, Oh, the, you know, stone cold, the rock kicked out of the stunner. You know what I mean? And it was so crazy. So like when I did finally watch the match, I watched the match like a week later when I did finally watch it, you know, it was everything I'd hoped for. I wanted Austin to win. It was cool to see somebody kick out of the stunner. You know, it was just, it just meant so much to me. I never cared about a wrestling match as much as I did that main event that year. So it's like, it always has that special spot. I watched that wrestle every year, you know, like we, you were just saying for the Royal Rumble where we watch mm-hmm. Rumbles catch up. I watched that WrestleMania 15 in Philly and it's notoriously bad yep. all around. And I watch it all the time because it meant so much to me. And then that main event, mm-hmm. I love, you know, so yep. that's that's my number eight. Uh, no, that. that's, yeah, that's what it's all about, man. It's all about your personal preference, you know, like you remember that whole day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we were both there, John and I, and like, I don't, I probably watched that match twice in my yeah. life, you know. <laughs> no, didn't you're right. Care, your personal you know? connection. Yeah. Your personal yeah. connection is what it's all about, but definitely yeah. um, wouldn't expect that mm-hmm. one of their trilogy or many matches they've had. Yeah. Uh, right. I thought you were going 17. Yeah. Which right, is like, right. th- I think that's the one you hear for best yeah. most often is 17, yep. you know, but uh, yeah, no, 15 for me. It's, a, it's probably the one people think is the worst, honestly, yep. you know. But yeah. What's interesting it. is like my taste has like changed with time, quote unquote, mm-hmm. but like the, um, the OGs are still like where my heart are like lies. Yeah, like yeah, most yeah. of the I matches are, are from my prime time. And with the attitude era, um, man, it's just like, even though you said it, that was the most important shit in your life at that time. Mm-hmm. Same with me. A lot of those matches. Um, I, I hope I refine my love for them is my point. Cause right now yeah. I'm just so out on the attitude era stuff. Although man, that match was crazy. Um, mankind was the ref, right? Or did he come in, uh, to like count the three at least i think because yeah, um, there's some, i remember yeah, him wandering was, down wasn't it like mankind and the big show were referees yeah. or something they ended up fighting well they fought something. yeah yeah but anyway it was it was like the night itself i will just do you, do you guys remember the night before wrestlemania 15 by any chance the um the usa special they did it was like the one and only time they did it but it was in philly and it was like somewhere downtown and um it was just like the way to hype up WrestleMania and like Vince was like dancing with everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they got a club or something, like some sort yeah. of a thing like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember something just, like that. It just popped in my mind. It's so random. But that was just like the whole weekend. You said you remember the whole day. Like yeah, yeah. definitely good times. Nah, I'm glad I'm you- kind of with you on the attitude era as far as like, you know, I look back on it and it's not so fondly now. Like a lot of that stuff is like unwatchable for me. Mm-hmm. But the WrestleMania 17 match with with uh, Rock and Hogan, uh, Rock and Hogan, Rock yeah. and Austin. Uh, I really do like that still because I think it was a good story. I remember mm-hmm. they had like a nice, imagine this, a well produced, you know, little video package, mm-hmm. you know, going in and like I do like that match. So I'm not like, you know, super hateful on the Attitude Era. I guess as yeah. much as you are, John Boy. No, it's just we we just kind of like um. It didn't stand the test of time, maybe. Yeah, no, for sure. And for the most part, I agree. But I do think their match at 17, I still enjoy. Well, that, that match on 17 might appear on someone's list here. You never oh. know. Top 10 favorites. But uh, it's not my number eight. Because my number eight 
I don't think I can call it attitude error. I don't think it's ruthless aggression. This is sort of the the year where arguably the best roster existed in the WWE, but it was from 2002. It was SummerSlam 2002. Mm. It's two of my favorite guys of all time. One was coming out of retirement. And I know, Frank, you love this guy. Love but uh, yep. Shawn Michaels versus Triple H, unsanctioned street fight, we'll call it. And so I really battled. So that really never happened. This is like <laughs> really not even allowed on my favorite match list. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. So, so I might have to, have to put an it. asterisk on this. <laughs> well, I could just put the other one in that I argued. I'll just spoiler alert. I had another Shawn Michaels match here that I couldn't decide between this one and the other one. This is the one I went with because I said it about Dustin and Cody. It's like uh, that story of brothers turned enemies or best friends turned mm-hmm. enemies. That'll never get old. And in this one, you had this like like the jealous Triple H uh dirty heel attack you know they revealed mm-hmm. it on the security mm-hmm. footage like the whole build was really cool it was you hunter <laughs> <laughs> he's got some bandage on his head i remember watching this at your house duke when they did the not this match but the um the promo when sean yeah. said i'll see you at SummerSlam." yeah i might have fell out of my seat yep. i might have the idea that he would ever fight again was so far removed because i remember in... too leading up to it we would get so mad because he would come out on TV and be like, you can fucking wrestle, dude. Look yeah. at you. Yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. looked completely normal. You know, yeah. John mm-hmm. and I would get so mad. Like, dude, just come back. Like, you know, he <laughs> kicked the Rock's face off the one time mm-hmm. in that one match. Remember? like When he was ref. Yeah. yeah. We're like, come yeah. on, dude. You look like the same ass dude. It was so frustrating because he was the commissioner around. He could still move. But yep. I just love You know why, though? Because he's a sorry. fucking liar, guys. I'm sorry. To, I hate to say it, Holy but he's a shit. fraud. And he, you know, he, and he just retired to retire, you know, and then he well, came look, back and he said, I mean, it's all great. Get I'll tell here. you what. I didn't know if he, I didn't know at the time he was such a phony, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, piece of trash that you call him now. But no, I didn't know he was so phony because I believed when Triple H was doing these backbreakers that this dude's uh-huh. brack was. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was the, like, oh, and it's funny because like it looks awful, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, good. It looks great because it yeah, looks yeah. like he's really, you know, really putting them into him. But I mean, that says a lot about. Triple H, you know, honestly, I think Triple H, like, he doesn't have great matches, but like, he's a great worker, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Like, he, no he has good matches. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. I could say that. Yeah. And like, he's, he's always going to be relied on to have good matches and to take care of people. And like, in what? that match, I mean, I remember watching that and be like, Jesus, dude, like, all right, mm-hmm. take it easy, you know, mm-hmm. like, I just but came so, back dude, from start to back. finish. He Sean looked like his old self, which blew everyone's mind. Yep. Right. Except and it was just fucking the jeans. Those jeans and oh yeah, the white beater, huh? That's what oh, he wore for that match. Well, but, yeah. like he's a street. It's fight, not his you know? worst. It's not his worst attire. No, no it's right. not because yeah, what followed were those mm-hmm. fucking brown. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk oh, about the fact oh that he, he still had it. And look, they had weapons in this match. But if you guys haven't seen this match yet, the weapons are not the like the main focus. They are just spread out, and there's there's a lot of wrestling in this match. Believe it or not, even though it's a street fight, it felt like an old Wild Wild West. Yeah, and he won with Clint the Eastwood, mm-hmm. and he won. Yeah, well, yeah. Spoiler alert. But um, dude, I Sean sells he, like you don't know he. Who. 
uh, but I will say Sean selling man. Like once I it, the way the, the backbreakers, this, this, there were sledgehammers used in this match. I won't say when, but um, the emphasis on the story and the just the the chemistry. I know they had like a rivalry after this, and they fought a bunch of times. This is the one though that I think is their best their best work together. And I gotta say, Jr. Because I watched this match this week, Jr. On the call was like brilliant. And I don't put him over a lot, but um, dude, he was so good calling this match and the details and nuances with everything. So that's my number eight, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, SummerSlam 2002, unsanctioned. So maybe not allowed on this list. Yeah, it's we're going to actually we have to edit this now and cut that whole yeah. deal out because it's not it never happened. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll have to do some editing. What's your number seven, Duke? My number seven, in no particular order, once again. Um, did you guys, when you were making these lists, find yourself repeating the same wrestler and realizing what a mark you are? Yeah. Because I did. This turns so, into a one-man show for me, yes. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you talk about Sean and uh, and Trips. Like, when did Sean have bad matches? You know, like, they're not going to show up on Frank's list, of course, because this yeah, is yeah. a... Favorites, favorites list but yeah, yeah. i'll go with my number seven Shawn michaels was involved it was a big one it was a retirement match against oh. one of my all-time favorite wrestlers also in my uh all-time all favorite list um mm -hmm. the old man had to get put out the pastor and there was only one man that could do it. It was Shawn Michaels. And the storyline leading up to it was incredible. Um, once again, like you'll see where my my tastes kind of lie in great storytelling. It was WrestleMania 24, and it was Ric Flair taking on the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Ric Flair had been uh, wrestling matches where if he lost a match, he would be forced to retire. And Shawn Michaels took it upon himself. You know, it's my dog. Pa. I'll, I'll take him out. And mm -hmm. I think this match was beautiful. I think that Ric Flair had no business having as good a match as he did at this stage sure. in his career. He still looked like Ric Flair. He came out in a brand new robe. Um, look like a million bucks, and then the ending is absolutely heartbreaking. And I think that you know, Frank calls Sean a phony all the time, but I think that was real shit, man. I think he really did feel, you know, first of all, honored because Ric Flair was his idol. You know, like he's said it time and time again. He thinks Rick's the greatest of all time, and uh, the ending, he says, "I'm sorry." I love you. And he puts him down. And it's just I once again, when I when I read, when I watch TV, when I watch movies, when I listen to music, I want to feel stuff. And damn, if I didn't feel stuff in this match. Mm -hmm. So that's my number seven. WrestleMania 24, Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. Love it. Career threatening match. They labeled it. Yes. Career threatening match. Went 20 um, minutes, 20 minutes long. And Ric Flair was 58 years old at the time. Yeah. He had no business. 58 going on 90. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yep. You think about Dustin being 50 or Jericho being 50 something. And then you look at 
Nate fifty eight. You're like, oh, you the years. Yeah, a hard fifty eight, right? Yeah, yeah. a hard fifty eight. But I will say, I remember watching that match at Zern. Real quick, I'll go through it. But um, you kind of knew this was going to happen. It's like watching a movie, you know the ending, but still enjoying the ride. Mm -hmm. And um, Shawn Michaels was really, really great at carrying him through it. And I know, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that don't love Shawn Michaels, the guy. And I'm not a huge fan of CM Punk, the guy, but like the, you got to separate the art from the work. And even you, Frank, got to give it up for this match. Do you do you remember this uh, seeing this one live, Frank? You were in yeah, Florida, hey. so this was down in Florida, right? That's made it 24. Was I in Florida? Was I? Down oh yeah, there for that. I think Did I you might watch that with you guys. I think I don't I remember where I watched it. Yeah, I don't remember where. Because this watched was in it. Orlando. This is when Floyd fought Big Show. So do you? I don't where even know that? where I was at this time. What? You might have been was... at DC. I was actually I was in Maryland yeah. at the time. I may have so. just watched that like at home. Yeah, like that may have just been one that I watched on my own or whatever with a cousin or something like that. But no, okay. um, to the match, very very good match, great match. Um, like Duke said, like Flair had no business being in a match that good because I remember like I don't know if you guys remember like the build up to it. Like I want to say at the Rumble he fought like MVP. Or something like that. Like, I mean, he had. Yeah, I know. Like, he fought like Gar- yeah. Carlito during. Yeah, that like, he had time. to beat. He was Carlito. Yeah. yeah, he had to keep beating mm-hmm. guys to continue this thing. And I remember, I'm pretty sure it was Rumble where he fought MVP. And I remember thinking, like, dude, you know, like we all said, we knew he was going to retire. Like, this is what the point of it was. But it was just like, dude, you have to go. You know, you don't. You don't feel like Ric Flair, Nature Boy anymore. You know, you feel. And like what else do you want, man. right? What other picture yeah. do you want painted for your mm-hmm. exit, right? Exactly. But then, like that match. Ended up being really good. Credit to Shawn Michaels, you know, credit to both guys, but Shawn Michaels, especially. And, um, you know, the ending, you know, you guys get all emotional about it and shit. To me, it's like, to me, it's a little corny. To me, it's a little corny, but I appreciate the sentiment. I just don't like the guy so much, you know, but like, I can appreciate the sentiment of it. If it was two guys I liked, or I like Flair, but, you know, if it wasn't Shawn Michaels, I mean, we got to get behind the Shawn hate. Yeah. Well, no, no hold on. Yeah, dude, Frank, if you, um, who's like a guy right now that can still go that you really love, but he's kind of retired. I'm just wondering, like Ricky, the dragon uh, steamboat. He don't <laughs> like love steamboat. I don't feel like, no. but, um, um I'm just does. trying to paint the picture that like, maybe if it was two guys that you're like super into, you would get behind that. The moment of the, I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah, yeah. I get it. It's, but like, that's what, you know, it was built around that moment. The whole match was yeah, built yeah. around that that little little sentence, and then it's it's once again we create moments here. And um, yeah, Ric Flair defeated MVP at Royal Rumble that year, and then Mr. Kennedy at the No Way Out leading into Mania. So like back to back, he beats those guys and then goes out to Sean. Uh, great match. So Duke, that was your number seven, correct? You got it, pal. Lucky seven. Lucky seven. Nate and Sean, I love it. WrestleMania 24. Also on my all-time favorite top 10 list. Nice. Oh, wow. There you go. So, uh, Frank, what do you got at number seven? Lucky seven. Seven. Again, going back to that guy, and this is another one of the feeling I get from the match. Number seven, it's John Cena. Wow. Yeah. Versus Rob Van Dam. ECW One Night Stand. I was wondering if that would be on your list because yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's right up your alley. I mean it's a great yeah fucking match. It's, but and like so what I said like to preface the show was like stuff that I revisit, stuff that I show other people. Like you got to see this, and I show that crowd constantly. I'm like, you got to you want to see a hot crowd? 
I put that match on because they're throwing the shirt. They're fucking, yep. you know, that big black dude who takes shirt, wipes his ass, and like, fuck you, you know, to John Cena. I was like, he means it. He said that shit with his chest. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Um, that's if, if Cena wins, we riot. We riot. Sign. That's yep. where that started. Yep. So that's more like the match isn't like this instant classic in terms of a technical masterpiece or any of that. And like there's interference with Edge or whatever. But all of these things led to like this crowd being so over. And I know, John, sometimes you get annoyed with the crowd being too into the show. And this is like borderline that. But I love the energy of that crowd. I thought it was a good, I thought those first couple of ECW one night stand shows were like actually really great ECW shows, you know, Mm -hmm. considering that WWE put them on. Um, That match is like Cena plays it up. Like the crowd hates his fucking guts and they love Rob Van Dam so much. Um, it just meant something to like everybody like involved that even when edge comes out and it's kind of corny and he puts himself through the table more so than John Cena, the crowd is cheering. Thank you. Thank edge, in a edge, helmet, edge. right? He's in yeah, a helmet, yeah, in yeah. a helmet, you know, like it just has all these, like, there's definitely like sprinkle some WWE onto that ECW mm-hmm. match. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. all things considered the moment, the win, Paulie doing the count, even though it's like, well, does that fucking make sense? Who knows? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, but all these moments, like, I just love that thing. And I go back to it constantly. I might show somebody tonight, you know what I mean? That match, because it's just like, it's such a cool crowd thing uh-huh. for me. And, and you think just, about it and it makes you want to watch mm-hmm. it again. Exactly. Exactly. And like, that's Stance, RVD's only world time. title, like, legit world title. You know yep. what I mean? Like, that's the only time RVD got it. He blew it for himself. And you know, so I'm like, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm happy he got that. And it's I just remember, all these um, like you said, uh, like Paul counted the three, and I was like, oh shit, is this not going to count? Like, yeah, are they yeah not, exactly. You know, like, yeah, yeah it was an amazing, uh, and it was like RVD's crowning moment, which I I loved. I mean, I don't know anyone that was cheering for Cena that night, but um, uh, I know I wasn't. Unfortunately, I was all... we were there when he got uncrowned exactly fucked up uh, yeah i was gonna say yeah. the follow-up unfortunately makes the match um it doesn't ruin it in any way but it's like damn no, no. Re- it just yeah it, it hurts though you know what i mean like there could have been some cool that was his moment shit with mm-hmm. rvd as champion you know yeah like, there could have been i cool thought shit you know with sean as champion when he won in those ugly brown tights i remember he fought rob van dam yeah on a random like raw it was like five minutes like yeah what could have been there at that time like and i yeah. and i want to point out too both times that john cena so john cena has been in two of my top three yep. matches so far whatever top 10 matches but he's always like the foil to the other guy you know and mm-hmm. like when they're it's two of your aspect, favorites of all time punk and RBD, exactly right? yeah two of my favorites and i mean you time. throw cena in there who's exactly number so you, 11 and yeah exactly so <laughs> he's rising up you amplify like that hatred toward a guy, right? Yeah. So, like how you were saying, like I couldn't have a guy I hated in a match, mm-hmm. which I understand, but that's what made those matches bigger sure. to me, right? Because like yep. I couldn't stand the guy so much that I'm like, I need you guys to win. I need yep. it, you know. So that's a really good point, and I, I guess that's part of like um, why you might have loved a match of seeing your hero overcome a mm-hmm. villain you yeah, hated, right? Exactly. Yeah, something like. That. And yeah. I, I guess um, the only thing, yeah, I, like I wasn't thinking about Brett versus maybe like jerry lawler or bob Backlund, because i yeah, really right. hated those guys but i get what you're saying because that was also a great but, match i mean to that, be yeah. fair though like those aren't as good as you know exactly yeah, yeah. that's what i'm saying that's like yeah. a, an yeah. epic epic crowd uh that night no but so, i num- mean cena once again when he's involved i feel like it's important you know 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I just still don't get why. I mean, I know it was like <laughs> yeah, the polarizing that. thing, like people. Well, no, them, he's but... the he's the face of the WWE that they push down your throat, and like in both of these cases, that you know the Frank's matches that he loves, uh, they're two like kind of anti-establishment guys, so it works. But wasn't everything? You know? It was like everything that we watched Cena for was to eventually see him just leave, go away, like lose your spot. Like it wasn't yeah, like much. we really yeah. wanted to watch him continue on. You know, we were like, yeah, please go sure. away, bro. Um, no, yeah, but anyway. for sure. But I, I still, I don't know. Like I feel like he, you can't deny those matches. Like, and yeah. he was a part of them. They always yeah, say exactly. you're as good as your dance partner, and he was. He was half of that match, or maybe in this case, a third because these crowds were so unbelievable. Yeah. That's the thing. The Cena matches stand up because of the crowds. If yeah, Cena gets yeah, no yeah. reaction, we're not talking about his match. I'm pretty sure he was the first person that I'm pretty sure it was him and Jericho. Cena sucks. Let's go, mm-hmm. Cena. I'm pretty sure that was the first time. The polarizing thing, the back and yeah. forth chance. So I'm going to get into my number seven. It's going to be a guy I just mentioned, Bret Hart. Duke, you mentioned, did you notice your list start to go in a certain direction with one guy? Yeah, man. Well, who would have thought it? Bret Hart appears yeah. maybe once or twice on my list. Um, but this one is still the same sort of thread. Cody versus Dustin, Triple H versus Sean. This one took place at WrestleMania 10. Brother versus brother. Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. Arguably the greatest wrestling match that ever appeared in WWF, mm-hmm. WWE pay-per-view which tv which some people might disagree with you only because there might be another match from this same card mm-hmm. that's on someone else's list on here but exactly we'll, we'll, uh, we'll tune in here well we're saying best i mean but this is one of my favorites and yep. owen was the straight crazy jealous brother played it up so well um i don't know if you guys ever saw that movie brothers with toby mcguire and jake joan hall did you see that frank I did it. I know what you're talking about, but I actually never saw that movie. Yeah. It was on par with how crazy Owen got. Um, like he was definitely losing his shit. We saw it at the Rumble, the iconic stuff with the mm-hmm. kick your leg out of your leg, which is <laughs> also leg. hilarious. But um, this mania ended with Brett as the champion, but he opened in a match where he just gave his brother once again a beautiful match. It was start mm-hmm. to finish a clinic. Uh, talk about showing people matches, people that aren't fans or that want to know about wrestling. I think this is one you could show because you got the story and then the action to back it up, uh, the technical ability, whatever you want to call it. So for me, number seven, it's Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10. Historic. You got uh, the Hart family lineage in there, everything you want if you're a fan of the Hearts or just Bret Hart. So that's my number seven. It's a great match. It's a Love great that match so much so that it may appear on some lists. I don't know. Yeah, we all love that match. Uh, Duke, what do you have? I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you because my number six is next. It was going to be because you're apparently stealing all my heat today. Yeah. It was also mm. going to be this match. Um, I remember the lead up to this. Um, you know, they teamed up at – uh. Was it the Royal? It was a Royal Rumble. And I remember being so excited that they were teaming up. Like, I was actually super into, like, these Heart Boys teaming up. And I remember being so heartbroken, you know, when 
when Ellen eventually turned on him because like I wanted to see them together like <laughs> uh and I was like all about dude I was all about them winning these tag team titles from the Quebecers you know like I was thinking of like the possibilities like them versus the Steiners and like the the imagination was going wild uh yeah, man. So I was it's... eleven. I was eleven. I just want to cut you off real quick because I was eleven, yeah. and I remember the the promos they were doing as brothers, where they got back on mm -hmm. the same page. Because remember, they were a little <laughs> yeah. dissension. And they got back yep. on the same page, and yep. uh, Brett was so over the top that even oh, at eleven, yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, are they yeah. back together? Oh no, for sure. You saw it coming, and I'm I'm a little older than you too, so like I knew it was coming, but I just didn't want to believe it. I guess you know, yeah. like you said, a lot of the stuff we know what's going to happen, but we still like. But what if, you know, maybe he maybe he has. Like, yeah, I still changed. thought they beat the yeah. Quebecers and go on, dude, and, yeah. and take take the take it home. Well, spoilers, that's not what happened, because at WrestleMania <laughs> 10, it was a big showdown. This match opened the show. And this match, like John said, it's a it's a masterpiece, man. And like, I think a lot of times when someone passes away, um, we look back at them you know, more fondly and maybe with a with a lighter attitude, like, oh, yeah, yeah. he was pretty good, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Owen Hart was absolutely one of the best in-ring technicians, bar none, like, period. This guy was just so fluid, so, like, crisp, arguably crisper than bret hart like his his I, brother like i often maybe say that. not as good at yeah maybe as not a you know good of a storyteller has you know as much charisma as brett but man was he just i hate to use the word perfect because you know that's only for kurt but like unbelievable like this match is a masterpiece if you haven't seen it um WrestleMania 10, like John mentioned, brother versus brother, which I think was also like a first, wasn't it? I don't ever remember. It was definitely a first. Especially as in a high profile. As, and as far as my wrestling watching, yeah. you know, I, I've seen yeah. the previous uh, nine WrestleManias up to this point, And like there was never two brothers fighting, you know, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. No, so, you mentioned yeah, perfect, and it is it's a word that gets thrown around sometimes a little too uh often, but Owen's performance was perfect. Brett's it was a perfect match, I think. Like I would For say sure. if we're gonna rate matches, we ever go back and rewatch WrestleMania 10. I don't know if I'm gonna take a I can't take away one decimal point from this match no. I'm rewatching it this week. So but do uh Frank, you've seen it and real quick over real and over because yeah, I'll sorry. talk about this match all night, but I do want to say Brett came out. And a cool ass like long leather jacket. I don't know if you guys remember that. I remember. But, like he never wore it again. Like it was a black leather jacket, kind of like mid almost knee length. Yeah, um, like kind of mid at his thigh, maybe with the epaulets, of course, because that was Brett's trademark. Um, and he never wore it again. And nice. uh, yeah, I just wanted to put that yeah. in. So I always yeah. thought that yeah. was cool. Cool ask here. Yeah, Frank. What you real quick? What you think about this or? Do you uh we'll, yeah, we'll save we'll, it. We'll save it. We'll save it. Do you have uh, a number six you want to talk about, Frank? So my number six, uh very familiar participant, is uh Davy Boy Smith versus Bret Hart, SummerSlam 92, IC Strap, main event, mm. Wembley Stadium. Mm. All that shit is what made 80,000 people. 
was what makes this like such an important match. And I don't know if you guys remember, you probably do, Duke especially. We were at, because I feel like we were at Duke's place. Oh, yeah, we crowned this. We crowned it the greatest match yeah. of all time. One 100%. Year. Um, and I'll, and I remember, <laughs> what I remember that so. night was we crowned it, and then, and I, I remember pushing hard for it too. Um, and then, like, when we, why I think we made Brian Marvel watch it or something like that, or he sat there and watched it in the, in the room as we were all there, and him thinking, like, oh, it's not, this is the best fucking match of all that. Cause, you know, if you're not yeah. into wrestling, yeah, yeah. you know what yep. I mean? It's not like you're yep. not going to get all that shit out of it. But yeah, love the match, all the drama. We still talk about it to this day. Like recently, we talked about that Clash of the Castle. Like, let Drew McIntyre have his Davy mm-hmm. Boy moment mm-hmm. in front of the crowd. You know, and like, and that's like the essential hometown guy moment. I think, at least to me, I think of that. Do you really love it because of Lennox Lewis uh, coming out? <laughs> no, that's what I, I'm wondering. But you know, like, but you had all that. It was a big fight feel in yeah, main event. Uh, it was the Intercontinental Title was. Mm-hmm. Was it Bobby on common? Bobby and Vince? It was um, Gorilla and Vince, I believe. I was say, or, I'm yeah. sorry, Gorilla no. and uh, uh, Bobby. Gorilla and Vince. Gorilla and Bobby, I'm thinking. Was it Gorilla and no. Bobby? I thought it was Vince. Maybe it is Vince. It's funny because I don't I'm not remember. It I just remember, Vince, I remember Bobby Heenan saying like, oh, and he brought Joe Lewis with him. And he's like, it's not Joe Lewis. It's <laughs> Lennox Lewis. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought but, it was uh, Vince. You know, but like for me, especially like the last like decade, I, I watch a lot of English soccer, you know? So like when you have a moment, it's like, it, that, like what playing in Wembley means, you know, to mm-hmm. folks over across the pond, it's like, it's something so important. It's like doing, it's like main event in the garden or something mm-hmm. here. Oh, not yet, yeah, dude. It was, Vin, it was Vince and Bobby because okay, I yeah. remember Vince get at the last, when those fireworks, when that pyro goes off at the end, mm-hmm. we won't say who won if any, yeah. but I remember Vince putting that shit over. Like it yep. was, uh, it was Vince and Bobby, but dude, the intercontinental title main eventing a SummerSlam unheard of. In a, in and it's also what I like about it too, because it's like, I love that title, you know, and I love like what that title meant. And, um, it was the main event of one of the big events for them, you know. This and is not only did it main year. event, but it main evented on a card that featured the Macho Man versus the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big think deal. about that. Yeah, think about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so incredible that's, match. Yeah, that's mine. Number six, number love six. it. Um, staying in the Bret Hart theme, <laughs> number six for me. So this one, I watched like just last year and i remember people's like there's this recent hate for this match or sort of like it's overrated this that and the other but for me it's two of my top three favorite wrestlers of all time fighting for an hour iron man Shawn michaels bret hart wrestlemania 12 and i know it's not perfect People do hate that match and i don't understand the hatred of it but go ahead sorry yeah, no, no, it's cool because, like, I know it's not perfect, but for me, mm-hmm. it belongs on my list because, like I said, you got two of my favorites, and I think mm-hmm. the display of athleticism, if nothing else, and I get it, like, the heat wasn't there at the time mm-hmm. for them. Like, you didn't know that they were as, you know, beefy yeah, as they were. Beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but they did have that build with Sean running the marathon and training and, like, yeah. jet, you know, and there was just something about this simplicity of, like, who's the best of this era that can sell you right and when i'm a kid watching this like i stayed i sat there and watched it without interruption like i mean maybe it was just the time but i was glued to the tv for an hour and the fact that there was no falls when the clock ran out um 
I mean, I know like when people are like, it's just like the war games we just reviewed, but when you know, you're going to kill 30 minutes before the guys come in, you're a little like, eh, but this is mine. Number six, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Iron Man match, two of my favorites of all time for an hour. And it did have Shawn Michaels, you know, boyhood dream came true. I, I, at the time I kind of didn't hate it and I was a Bret guy. So it was a weird thing for me, but what'd you guys think of this match? Do you, find it a little overrated. I, I love that match you know it's not my t- it's not in my top 10 but like i do love that match and like I, I used to think that was like this universally beloved match you know and it wasn't until like maybe the last five or six years where i started seeing people like like you said they're one way or the other they either love it or they hate that shit mm-hmm. you know they think it's so boring it's so long nothing happens they have to do an overtime you know what i mean like i get but i'm like yeah but that's a fucking drama you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. like you couldn't watch like back in the day we're talking about like the early like you know 1930s i when a boxing match would go until it ended you know what i mean mm-hmm. and sometimes you had 30 round fights you had you know imagine trying to sit through a 60 round fight you know and like it's right. unheard of today but like it used to just be what it was so like a match where i just think people are so impatient with everything and they've mm-hmm. always been but like that match to me is very cool i super technical i love that match actually it's not in my top 10 but you know it'd probably be top 20 if I was right nice. now, top 20 to 25, it's probably in that space. So, you know, That's I think awesome. it's a great match. It's always, it always blows my mind when people hate it. You know, I think it's great. Yeah, because I've heard a lot of people praising the Rock Triple H Iron Man match, which had like 900 falls. And, and you know, the, the Cena and Sean one from Raw, which, uh, you know, it's tough with uh, the segments and the commercials. Dude, were you a fan of this match? Duh. Okay. <laughs> two, of my, two of my all-time favorites in my favorite top 10 you know uh respectively um i think that i don't know if it's hate because i don't know what you're talking about because i haven't read the comments or whatever but i think like frank said it's just the tension span you know like i mean i'm guilty of it if i you know want to watch a movie and i like go in the netflix or whatever and it says like two hours and 45 minutes i'm like oh like, I don't know, man. Like, that's a commitment, you know? Like, I got to, like, prepare myself. I recently watched Dune for the first time, and it was, like, over, I don't yeah, know the exact long. running yeah. time, but it was over two hours or whatever, and I was like, oh, man, I got to, like, clear some space out for this one, you know? So, like, I think that's probably what it is, like, the length of it, like, people. But, I mean, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just yeah. saying that's probably the perception you know, oh man, I don't, I don't really want to watch an hour long match, but I mean, they kept you in it for a long time. There's not a whole lot of rest holds going on. Like, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, at the end when the time expires, you're like, what? Like Mm -hmm. how? Like, this is just drama, man. And then, yeah. And then the drama drama. with Brett's reaction. Yeah. And I don't Mm want to spoil anything, but Brett's reaction is great. So yeah, man, and for sure. Not in my all-time favorite top 10, for sure in my top 20. Gotcha. Nice. It's just because yeah, and... I didn't – I have other Bret Hart matches that I'd prefer to watch, I think. No, understood. But, no, I, I, I hear Conrad Thompson sometimes on podcasts, like, and he always buries this match. Like, he always gets on, like, Bruce Pritchard about this match. He's like, what the fuck were you guys doing with this? He just, and he's, like, an old-school fan, but he's not the only one. Like, guys don't – people – guys and girls i guess don't love this match but i do so that was my number six duke top five we're here what do you got at five getting down to it halfway there now baby my number five is 
another match from a WrestleMania. It was a, an earlier WrestleMania. This is, I've heard many wrestlers say this is the match that got them into pro wrestling or made them want to be a pro wrestler. Um, again, I, I said you guys were going to see kind of a uh, a pattern for me. Here's another one featuring the Macho Man Randy Savage defending the Intercontinental Championship mm. against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Mm. It was WrestleMania 3. It was uh, on a card that featured Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant for the first time. That's probably what sold the tickets at this 93,000 person arena. Mm-hmm. But this was the match that ended up stealing the show and another masterpiece. Uh, funny, we mentioned um, Macho and Flair at WrestleMania 8. It was actually the same finish as this one. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, was it? It well, was, but it, it was, was reversed. It was, the, exactly. it was reversed. It was the same finish, but reversed. And again, mm-hmm. I won't spoil anything in case you haven't seen it, but Macho Man, you guys know my love for the Mach. He's my number two all-time favorite. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, talk about, you know, in-ring technicians. Show me a guy that's better than him. The ultimate babyface. So uh, the only thing I could have done without was George the Animal Steel's interference in the match. But it served a purpose for the story. But mm-hmm. that's my number five. Macho Man, Randy Savage, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. WrestleMania 3. Resonates today. Timeless. Inspired a generation. Um, it's was the benchmark for a long time, I think, as far as the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. I've lived through all of them. I didn't see all of them live. But I, as the years go by, that match was always stated as the best. It eventually got mm-hmm. bumped out, in some people's opinions, by... Um, Another match that maybe you guys have on your list, so I won't spoil it. But um, when you watch Steamboat versus Savage, it looks like you could take it, put it on Dynamite this week or, you know, WrestleMania this year. And um, it fits in, which it's is really fast. Yes. The that speed match is, is very. Yeah, it's very fast. Almost too fast. Maybe at times that was Steamboat's thing, though, man. I watched Flair it was much too, though, man. Mm. Mach would Mach would go sometimes. No, but there that intense lockup in the beginning. It was all it was speed, full speed ahead. Um, yep, Frank. So for you, does this hold up as a fan of pure wrestling? Yeah, I think so. I think it's undeniable. I watched that. When did I watch that most recent? Probably before this past WrestleMania. I watched that. Um, think it's a great match. You know, two of the best ever. And it's so iconic. And I still think that's from what I hear, people regard that probably as the best match of all time. You know, like I feel like that's the most common answer I hear from people when they say like best wrestling match, one wrestling match. You know, I think that's the one you hear the most. I think it's undeniable. Uh, I also think it's fun like that, like knowing how like Mach used to like to like plan out like every bit of his matches, how like crazy that, you know, like because that, he was obviously unique because he could plan out every second of the, every move of the match and it still come off natural. But like that match is just like so buttery smooth between two guys, especially at the time when they were doing it. Uh, 
great. They look like a million bucks, both dudes. Um, no, I just I love I love I love everything about that match. That's probably definitely in my top twenty for sure. If I was writing out a top twenty personal favorites, yeah, it might be in mine as well, maybe. But the thing about it is, depending on the mood you're in, like Duke, you talked yep. about, it's all about. Because I honestly, I know they stole the show. I know that's the the story that we're gonna tell. But still, seeing Hogan versus Andre to oh, me, yeah. like is pretty epic um and that iconic so, shot with those guys just face to face with the crowd mm-hmm. that you know we've seen it a dozen yeah you know, dozens of times like that but they really did steal the show and and that's and it's that's, unbelievable that they did that you know right and like that's what i think why i love it so much because like they showed that there's a place for wrestling mm-hmm. you know like listen i love the you know, the bigger than life characters too. But like you put those two matches against each other, like, come on, man, it's not even close, you know, like, I mean, I guess depending on the mood that you're in or the, you know, what you prefer in a match. But I just, I always thought it was cool that like these guys that never got the shot to be at the top were like, well, look what we can do, you know, and the following WrestleMania who's world champion. So Mm -hmm. that's right. And, um, I remember um, I saw Mean Gene, like a lot of guys will talk about how that's the greatest match ever, the guys in the business, but Mean Gene like interviewed Savage like before the match or after the match or whatever it was. And um, I remember he said after he interviewed him, like Mach knew that he just like set the bar to another level. Mm. And then like Mach was out there to prove, you know, that he belongs. It works. And and Mean Gene also said it's the best match he ever saw. So Wow. That's a lot coming from him, right? Sure. Yeah. Um. So, top five for you, Frank. What do you got? Number five. Okay. So my number five is a little rando, but it's a match that always sat with me. Two of my favorites of all time, even though one has been xed out of history. Mm. Um, it's Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit, steel cage match, Monday Night Raw. Mm. Nice. 2001 June 11th 2001 uh just one of my favorite television matches of all time two of my Austin favorite on commentary Austin on commentary kind of interferes a little bit into the match Benoit gives angle like a dozen German suplexes Austin keeps him in the cage you know Benoit does the flying headbutt off the cage angle moonsaults off the cage just all these crazy all these crazy moments salt was fucking yeah. beautiful man and it's just like all that shit and the fact it's just on monday night raw you know this wasn't wrestlemania this wasn't you know a big pay-per-view of any kind you know it was monday night raw two of like the greatest of all times with austin involved you know it's just everything about it love the match um yeah, I mean, I so you got I, a bunch of your guys that you love, like are kind of all involved in this exactly. Um, yeah, sort of. Uh, big, I thought you were going with their rumble match for a minute. Oh uh, no, no, no! But yeah, that's why it's like I said, it's a little more random because it's just yeah. overall, you know. No, people... I remember that though. We all remember it. So oh, it means dude, something. I remember, and the moonsault off the cage. I don't care what's been done since off of a cage. Yeah. That was breathtaking when it first like, and he just eats shit, you know, and it's just like, oh man, it's so good. Uh, Austin really helps that match too, like his commentary yeah. and all. So good. Yeah, um, man, it's just it's just a good television match, and, and it felt so. Was Austin like, a heel at that important. time? 
Yeah. Yeah. He was. Okay. Yep. Yep. It's he funny was. you mentioned that match because in preparation, I obviously I wanted to do it right. I dug deep into all the television matches that I might want to appear on this list. I thought about Kid versus Brett from Raw, and I was going over some of the Raw best matches. That match, though, um, that you're talking about might be the greatest Raw match of all time. Uh, yeah, maybe the best. Match. I don't know. You know, it might yeah. not be my favorite, but it's definitely up there. Want to rewatch that? Mm-hmm. it's a yeah, very one. cool match uh, you know it's, it's fun it's a lot of fun too like with that one like you know it's not the longest match it's not some of these are way more iconic for was paul reasons, lee also know, calling that match i think it was I paul like lee was. as well yeah i feel like he was because all that it was that time for sure so yeah love it that's my number five that moonsault too. off the cage looked fake yeah it was like, too it perfect was so yeah it was so mm-hmm. it looked like he was on a wire Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was perfect. Yep. For my number five, I'm gonna go with the speaking uh, of perfect. Wow. Look at that. Speaking of perfect. Number five, Give Mr. Perfect straight. versus Brett the Hitman Hart, SummerSlam 1991. You talk about things that like encapsulate an era or a time in your life, like mm-hmm. Movies, right? They could do it for you, music, but wrestling too, like, can transport you back to a time in your life, like no, nothing else, at least for me. But um, this is one because it's the very first pay per view I ever saw, and it's the very first time I ever saw Bret Hart. It's the very first time I saw pro wrestling, and this match, I can recite it in my head. I can, you know, we could talk about it for six hours. We really don't have to, but um, I'm sure you guys we, are gonna have something to say about. about- can we talk about Perfect's hair afterwards? <laughs> I was going to say, there's some things I wish I could change, but um, I don't love how quickly Earl <laughs> rings the bell when Brett, because Brett was just starting to do the sharpshooter. I yeah. don't think Earl understood. Yep. You know what I mean? That you have to like give him a chance to cinch yep. it in. But um, <laughs> so we had my, my boy Piper on commentary. There's so much I love about this match, but for nothing else, Frank, you said like you watched um, one of the matches with, with your cousin, I watched this match with my cousin. I was a youngster. Um, he introduced me to this shit. So it was Madison Square Garden. All kinds of things go into uh, my reasoning. But number five, Brett versus Perfect. This is probably not the last time we're going to talk about this match. Maybe not on this episode, but probably not in this podcast. We're going to talk about it again, I'm sure, because yeah. it's it's one of the, mm-hmm. the best, too, right? Like some of these yeah, that yeah, are yeah, favorites exactly. might be arguably the best. Mm-hmm. But that's my number five, Brett versus Perfect. SummerSlam 91. Amazing match just misses out on my top 10. It's one of like, I didn't have a whole lot of matches that were like cast off, you know, but that was one where I was like, damn, you know, like, does it just squeak in? But I just think about, and I love perfect. I obviously love, we love Brett, all of us. Um, It's just one of those matches, like of all the great matches. And I find this with perfect's career a lot. I don't revisit a whole lot of them and that match I do, but it's still like compared to Brett, the rest of Brett's catalog and maybe not perfect, but the rest of Brett's catalog, I don't visit that much quite as, you know, that match quite as much as some others. So that's why it's I get just it. out of my top 10. I get it. Duke, you want to talk about this match? Yeah. I want to say, I want to commend the human being of Kurt Hennig because he was, really hurt in this match and brett has talked about this but it was very important for him to do this match with brett to put him over because he thought that highly of brett and i always you know mr perfect's an all-time favorite of mine but like Mm -hmm. the human being of kurt hennig you know 
being a, a good friend to Brett in this match, you know, the match is beautiful, but like him doing that for him, I always thought that was really awesome of him to do that. He didn't have to do that. They could have no. subbed it. They could have done a tournament, you know, and perfect work through pain for his friends and put him over and elevated Brett. We talk about mm -hmm. Brett elevating people. This elevated Brett, man, to singles, you know, single stardom. So stardom and the intercontinental title was elevated in this yep. match because it never meant more. No one will ever convince me otherwise than in this time period. And everything was like a mirror of each other, like the one-upsmanship in the match. Like, I'm not going to say the story behind this was the greatest story ever, but the match, once you got them in the ring, the like one-upsmanship. And uh, I mean, I could go on and on about this match. I just love the um, the parts in the match where Brett's kind of kicking his leg out and Brett Kurt Henning does the amazing flips yeah, around, yeah. The, around the ropes yeah. and... Uh, uh, you know, tangling his hair and throwing him into the uh, the corner and yep. just so much good stuff. One ups. And he was in a lot of pain doing that. If you remember, he stopped wrestling after this. You exactly. Know? Incredible. Perfect. Some might say. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. Was that a cat? <laughs> yeah. See the big perfect fan. He's cheering for Kurt Hennig. <laughs> so that was uh, number five for me. And I believe we're now in the nitty gritty of the top five. So it would be number number four. And we'll go to you, Duke, for this one. Number four, number four. Bring you back to uh, when I was a young lad. When it was a. Uh, it was right in the in the height of Hulkamania, I would say. Maybe not the height, but Hulkamania was still running pretty wild. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Hulkster had won well he was in a royal rumble and he he fought he ended up facing up against somebody that he never saw before a guy that you know was as big as he was that was uh maybe as charismatic as he was and when you go back and watch that royal rumble and you see the crowd's reaction they've tried to simulate this a lot with a <laughs> you know over time and like people don't care but he stood Looking up at against the crowd. this guy and it it ended up leading to the ultimate challenge at wrestlemania 6 and i remember my neighbor actually rented this and i watched this live so wrestlemania 6 hulk hogan defending the wwf title against the ultimate warrior and the ultimate challenge Mm -hmm. It's not about wrestling, folks, right? No, nope. I mean, I mean, look at the crowd in this match. The electricity, like, was just unbelievable. Um, I was a Hulkamaniac, and this is when I turned. This is when. Wow! Wow! I was like, all right, warrior man, warrior man, time for this warrior man to take it, take it on. And uh, warrior was the Intercontinental Champion too, which this is was winner take all, brother. Winner yep. take all. Um, which I don't think they ever did that again at WrestleMania. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think not it was I ever, see in yeah, I don't think not, it was ever no. WWF versus Intercontinental Champion. So once again, two of my all time favorites, um, you know, facing off. It's it's about the storytelling and I mean everything meant something in this match. If you go back and watch, that crowd was just phenomenal. They were electric for bear hugs. Yep. They were electric for um, test of strength. Test of strength. The Chris this was Cross. Winner, 
yes, the winner take all. The crowd really, 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 really did help this match. But this, these two competitors, like, I mean, I remember watching it for the first time after the fact and being so surprised at how damn good it was because you wouldn't expect it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, this was actually right outside my top 10, right in the top 15 area. I had a hard time, but um, love it. I think it's a top, I'll say it, I think it's a top three or four main event in WrestleMania history. Like that's another show for another time, but it's still like, it's so big time, you know, it's such a big yeah, time yep. feel. And that's so. what it was for me. You know, it was just a, a, a big time feel. Um, you know, they were the two biggest guys in the, in the business, man. Like the two most over dudes, like we mm -hmm. rarely got to see that back in the yeah. day, you know, like yeah. that's baby faces. Thing. Yeah. Baby faces. That's sure. another thing. Like, title versus title right you know, yeah. we All never them. got to see mm -hmm. two good guys face off in the main event of wrestlemania until mm -hmm. you know before this happened so and Epic. title for title like you can just go on and on about like the grandiose of this match you know and up in listen, toronto first be, one in another country yeah huge, there might be people deal. listening you know they're like oh, what the fuck like they mm -hmm. they don't do anything in that, that match, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not you know, what it's about. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, me, who that's like not my kind of match, you yep. know, in, on paper, but like, yeah, obviously the spectacle. It tells a story, you, you know, and, and I the think... face off, you know, like it starts yep. at the rumble, you know what I mean? When they have yeah. that shit and then it builds to this match. It's like all that stuff has just become iconic, you know. They've tried to replicate those, yeah. you know, those showdowns and rumbles. It's, it's like seen in Orton, it's like, bro, get out of here. Nobody yeah, gives yeah. a fuck about this, like no, the modern Stop fan it. will watch this match and they won't understand it. And mm -hmm. yeah. I guess you can't blame them, right? But just all you have to do is listen to the crowd. Put yourself yeah, yeah. in the 1990 fan's mind and listen how crazy they were going for a bear hug. Um, yep. Plus it had a tagline, the ultimate challenge. Like, yeah. not a lot of taglines in these manias anymore. But Yeah, again, awesome. not saying it's the best, just a personal favorite of mine. Yeah. So if you're, if you're mm -hmm. open-minded and you're listening, go check it out. WrestleMania 6, the ultimate challenge. Nice. Love it. Love it, love it. Number four, what do you got, Frank? Number four for me is a match that both of you have already brought up. Um, it is WrestleMania 10, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Classic. Love that match. I think it's, you know, you guys said it all already. I held back some thoughts just for this moment, but, like, I think it's, like, a pretty perfect match. First time I actually saw it was way after the fact. It was with my cousin Ray Ray. He might not even remember this, but we both put it on and it's Brett and Owen, you know, and we're just like, okay, this will be good. You know what I mean? But like, we didn't, you know, we weren't like gassed up for it. And then we watched it and we were like, this match is pretty How old do you think you were? We're like, I was, a, we were teenagers for sure. Probably like, okay. probably like, probably like 17, you know what I mean? Something like that. And um, we watched it and we're like, wait, like, why is this match like, the best shit that we've ever seen you know what i mean like type of it was so good and we both i don't know if he remembers that but we both had that impression we're like damn this match just rocked this shit you know what i mean and then Owen it's so weird because like it's such a it's such a uh simple story brother mm -hmm. rivalry but the match is very complex like if you watch yeah. the match they're doing stuff in there that is uh it's like advanced even for guys now who do a lot of this stuff like they're just yeah. it's absolutely crispy clean perfect masterpiece yeah. so that's my number four um i love it i don't know that might be the only one we've all had in our top 10 favorite matches so far so far i believe it is yeah. yep yep so number four go. for you brett versus owen i love it uh Good segue for me because my number four <laughs> takes place on the same event, <laughs> WrestleMania 10. There you go. Shawn Michaels 
versus Razor Ramon. Mm. WrestleMania 10 ladder match, my number four. This this thing blew my mind as a kid, like what they were doing with this ladder. And it wasn't a crispy plastic ladder that they have now outside the ring. It's all like painted beautiful and like six ladders around the ring. There's one ladder. Mm-hmm. It was janky as shit halfway through the match. Um, they told a story and some people, I hope they don't feel this way now. I remember some of the like old timers. I might have been Flair was talking about how Sean just wrestled a ladder and really like yeah, put yeah, yeah, Razor yeah. down. And I watched this match this week, bro. Razor's no, 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 no. killing he's it. In this. Like yeah, Razor's money. selling. He said he's money. His facials, like you didn't have this match without Razor. I'm sorry. Like it just worked perfectly. Their chemistry was amazing. Sean, it was his coming out party. Um, I, I just think once again, you talk about Steamboat uh, Savage stealing the show. To have this Owen versus Brett. And then Razor versus uh, mm-hmm. Sean on the same card. You could argue who stole the show, I guess, but I I, I just feel like amazing, mm-hmm. uh, amazing the fact that both of these matches are on the same card. So definitely, I love that match. It that one that was probably like the hardest one for me to like not have in the top ten. It's not in my list. Spoiler. So oh like, wow, I thought yeah. for sure that would be mm-hmm. not in. My I thought list, we would be in the same. Yeah. Same, oh not, damn. Not just and it was hard. You know, like, you know, I fucking love Razor. You know, and it's like and you it love was, Sean. Yeah, and I love Sean <laughs> to death. So it was very tricky, you know. But I just it's a again one of those things like going back. And like who do what you know what I mean? Like moments I show and all these different emotions that I have toward matches, you know, it's just like it just just misses out. Definitely top 15. It might be 11, it might be 12, you know what I mean? But it just nice. misses out. Um love it. And you know, I love Razor so much, and like I think of that match. That's the first match. If I think of one match, that's the mm-hmm. first match I think of when I think of I want to watch them guys yeah. all day, man. On my yeah, slate. Yeah. I would go back to that all the time. For some reason, it's just very near and dear to my heart. Duke, were you a fan right off the bat of this ladder oh, match yeah. thing? Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that this is, you know, we talk about Brett and Owen and what a masterpiece it is, but I think this did steal the show i think that's fair to say mm-hmm. you know it was different like we've seen wrestling matches but you know ladder matches were done we all know that we're not saying this was the, the first one but right. this was the first one in wwe for all intents and purposes you know yeah. like they right. did some on like house shows or coliseum videos or whatever mm-hmm. so this was like a big deal and the precision in this match with this wild card ladder is really incredible, you know, like the stuff that they do, both of them do, you know, because Razor is a part of this match. Um, mm-hmm. But do you think back to some of the spots, like the chemistry with those guys? I mean, their other matches were awesome, too. Mm-hmm. Of course, they, they had great chemistry. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. this didn't make my personal top 10 list. It's top 20 for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, it's a preference thing. Thing. Like, I'm not a big fan of gimmick matches or, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, go figure. Um, me neither. Yeah, stuff like that. But this match is a masterpiece. It was, it was one of a kind for a long time. So, like, and I, it's how I, old now? It's almost 30 years old. Yeah. If I got my math right here, yeah. I, I watched it this week once again, where the casuals never seen a ladder match and they thought mm-hmm. this was the most brutal thing ever. I'm like, well, they eventually bastardized yeah, yeah. this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. Right. But, um, but it was like, it's about the spectacle and the match, like I said at the top. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with you on gimmick matches, but this is where it stands for me. Number four. 
Razor versus Sean. I think I mean we, we all we all look back at it fondly, so I think we're with you. Awesome. So we're in the number three, top three. Duke, lay it on us. What do you got? For number three, it is a match that we have talked about. Um, so I won't get too into it because I think Frank covered it well, but it was SummerSlam '92. It was mm-hmm. Bret the Hitman Hart defending the Intercontinental Championship belt against the British Bulldog. Nice. That's my number three. Again, I won't get too much into it. Frank covered it well. Uh, the lead well, up, you know, yeah. up to it. Um, how, uh, you know, the Bulldogs said, you know, when I get you in the ring, Brett, like you're just another guy, like, you know, saying like he was just going to disassociate the whole mm-hmm. brother-in-law thing for the, those of you that don't know, um, Bulldog married Brett's sister. Like that's real life stuff. Mm-hmm. So the Bulldog says that. And then Brett says, you know, Brett actually before the match kind of cuts like a heelish promo. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he was like trying to get, you know, the Bulldog over more like in his home country. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to make you I'm just somebody else. He's like, I'm going to make you remember who I am. So, yeah, man, the whole drama leading up to it and the match is just brilliant. So, mm-hmm. like family I said, we'll drama. Spend so much time, but that's my number three. No, the family mm-hmm. drama. And I just want to mention real quick on that match that, you know, from all the recollections now and all the the stories that Davey was supposedly high as a kite going into the match. And I'm always saying that because Brett said it, you know, in his book and the fact that Brett like meticulously prepped this thing and made it work as well as it arguably the greatest match of all time with a guy who's not in his right state of mind is also incredible. Um, But yes, one of the best of the best. What more can you say for sure? For sure. One of the best matches ever. Um, so that was number three, Frank, what do you got at number three? So my number three, it's, you know, if you know me, you know that this is high up there for me. It is Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. versus Eddie Guerrero. No way out 2004 again. Right. Like we I haven't talked any... about this match uh, at all on this podcast. Yeah. Right. Uh... Like, again, I don't think anybody's saying like, this is the greatest match or any of that, but just one of those moments, you know, like it's my favorite wrestler of all time. He finally got the big match. Genuinely did not think he was going to win it. Um, watch with my uncle Raymond randomly at his apartment and like getting so into it with the crowd, uh, the crowd reaction. I just showed this to somebody. The Cow Palace. You know I mean? Yeah, exactly. At the yeah, Cow yeah. Palace. <laughs> um, you know, just everything. It's just one of those moments. Like I, I'll remember it. What did they right. think of the match? You know, we didn't watch the whole match. We just kind of watched like the end. I just wanted to pop, you know, I just wanted to see the, crowd. the pop of like Eddie, you know, winning the strap or whatever. And, you know, it was cool. And it's a moment, you know, and it's, it's undeniable just watching the joy in his face with his family and all that is, it's just, it's one of my like happiest moments as a wrestling fan, you mm-hmm. know, and that's uh, what it's all about. That's, yep. that's why it wins. That's why it has such a high spot on my list. And, yeah, I love that. I, I watch that match a f- maybe a few times a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? For no reason other than be like, I just want to be, I just want to watch Eddie win the shit again. Well, it's you a know? time like, capsule. Yeah, it takes you yeah. back to that time. And it's, I mean, that's what it's all about is that personal connection. That's what we've been yeah. saying. And I got to say, I said it before, Michael Cole, not so bad at the end there. I'll give him his props. Oh, it no, really helps. For sure. That's the only you know? time I give Michael Cole credit and I can't stand that yeah. weasel. But, <laughs> you know, I think I think his call there is very good. Excellent, excellent match. It's 
those these matches where you have the crowning achievement of somebody like yeah yeah it's 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 that much more special you know mm-hmm. when they can so um so that was your number three mm-hmm. so that would uh i guess that makes me i have to present my number three now is that right yeah, i guess so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me. yep that's how it works that map checks right, that out would be me all right well after that uh i can't follow that but my number three is a wrestlemania match theme here a lot i said it'd be from the start like the grand stage helps all that stuff but this match isn't talked about enough in my mind it's two of my favorite guys of all time in my top three piper versus bret hart wrestlemania eight oh, interesting yeah it's for the ic title and this is this is interesting because it's piper's only title reign in yeah. the company it's for the ic title and he wants like kurt henning did this for Brett. This is another way to to give something to the younger generation. It's more of that family sort of rivalry because Piper's always been like a, a honorary heart. Or they mm-hmm, remember they yeah. would tease that they're like related or they're cousins. Do you remember that, Duke? Did you ever mm-hmm. hear that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even Piper talks about it in that in the promo. They're like somewhere down the line, they say we're cousins of cousins. Mm. But um, the pre-match promo. But the whole thing is this. I said it's moments like Piper with the you know sort of the back and forth should he hit him with the bell the yeah. bell um the blood that, that that really added to this match which Brett claims wasn't you know approved but it helped this fight um mm. this is like the perfect sample size if you want to show somebody a match where you get a story mm-hmm. within the match and still you have like good action and people will say like Piper wasn't the best worker but put him in there with Brett you're going to get, you know, you're going to get great stuff. Um, yeah. So number three for me, Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper, WrestleMania eight, depending on the day could be my favorite mm-hmm. match, but um, I, I, I sometimes sleep on how big of a Piper fan you are. Like, cause you say it, you say it all the time. He's like one of your favorites, if not your favorite, whatever. But then I'll hear him in a list. I'm like, damn, it's really number three favorite match. Or he's really a top two or three guy. Period. Yeah. I knew, I knew that would rear its head on this list. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you guys either watched, watch that match. Do you think? It's, it's it's honestly probably been a long time for me because I'm not a crazy Piper guy, you know. As much as I love, we Brett, should all you know, watch just... a match from this list because I'll be honest, like definitely the Tyler Black Nigel match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw one. Oh, of Oh, I'm matches, definitely not there. Yeah, all the stuff you guys are mentioning, I'm for sure mm-hmm. gonna watch for sure. And that raw yeah. match, the cage, and match. that Piper, yeah. and that Piper match is probably one that like I don't know. You should well, we should yeah you should check that out because I really feel like it holds up and um. If nothing else, it might yeah. give you even more of an appreciation for for Piper. But yeah, that's my number three. Yeah, cool. And nice. I always remember with that match the uh, the promo before exactly Mean Gene does with both of them, and, and you know Piper is like smiling like with the belt. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, like if I'm putting like my because these are things I want to revisit all the time and stuff like that. Like I, I need like 20 minutes, you know. Yeah. Well, this is 18, it's like, 1851. Is it 18 minutes? Okay, well. But it feels it feels like eight minutes the way they kind of yeah, drag some time yeah. out. I remember he, he wrestles short. with the bell, the bell for a while, the the should I shouldn't I. But um there's okay. you know, and also right, you guys right, know yeah. you well, guys once again know though, finish, storytelling, right? you know, like mm-hmm. storytelling. Yes, yeah, you so know the I'll finish, definitely right? check it out again. Yeah, but we're not gonna talk about it. No, but that that actual no, method in which that finish happened, it keeps getting done. I feel like every mm-hmm. time I watch Raw or Dynamite, they're doing that mm. finish. 
But anyway, that's my number three. Where are you guys at? Uh, we're here with the number two. This is top two. So, Damn. Duke, you're going to go. be laying it on us. What do you got? Top two. So this one features someone who hasn't been on my list yet with the other one who's been on my list um, at least once. Eight, eight times. <laughs> no, yeah, at least <laughs> once. Um, It's funny because... Full disclosure, we didn't talk about, you know, who was going to be on our list. You know, we like to just have that naturally. And mm -hmm. if we come across and have the same matches, that's cool. You know, we can be surprised or whatever. But John and I were texting earlier in the week about the best matches of all time. And John kind of hated on my number two match. Oh, wow. Which is oh, no. WrestleMania 25. Okay. It is the streak on the line. The Undertaker taking on Frank's favorite guy, Shawn Michaels. I feel I think, so bad damn, now. Number two. Yeah. Well, again, wow. these are not in any order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's but right. That's right. That's right. Fair. When, once again, we talk about like the atmosphere when we watch this match. Like, um, Frank, were you around for this? Did we yeah, watch I this was together? There. I'm okay. pretty sure I was there for both. So, remember, like, we were standing up watching this match. Yeah, yeah. Like we were literally standing up like, cause I was all, I was like, fuck this streak. Like, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. I wanted Sean to end this fuck streak. Not yeah. Me. I know you did, <laughs> but that was so cool. That's what was so cool about it. You know, like the, the atmosphere when we were watching literally in the room, it was like, you know, we wanted Sean, we wanted to take, you know, the whole lead up to it, the light versus dark thing, I thought was super cool. Yeah. Um, I was a huge Shawn Michaels fan when he came back. I know John prefers him previously. Pre and if you talk about greatest matches of all time, I don't even think this match is as good as their match at Bad Blood. Thank you. But for me, who doesn't, not really into like gimmick matches you know stuff mm -hmm. like that um i like a cage match when it ends a feud which that kind of did you know so like i think it has a place and stuff but for me i don't know this match was cool i remember watching it with all my buds like it was a lot of fun i remember the i saw the ending coming i yeah, even the called moonsault. it yeah mm -hmm. like i called it and i was you like did. Yeah, i no. remember that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and uh but it was so cool lots of false finishes which i like i know yeah. people bitch about false finishes but that's cool that's what yeah, makes i like a false finish, wrestlemania yeah. matches special you do kick mm -hmm. out of that special move that you mm -hmm. don't do normally so i'm a mm -hmm. big fan of this match i had a lot of fun watching it i have revisited it i still think it kicks ass so mm. that's my number two sean and take man WrestleMania 25. Remind me, is that the first one or the second that's one? That's the first one, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah second one's a so fucking banger, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like a piece of shit because, like, I was burying this match yesterday in a text. Well, don't feel knowing. too bad, John, because you also buried Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, you know, <laughs> yeah, all the stuff loves. that I love. So that's fine. No, I think it was Zern that buried Star Wars. I yeah, actually just said I want to see it eventually. Um, yeah. But listen, I've been doing research, like watching stuff all week. I've decided that HD TV killed wrestling for me in a lot of ways. Mm. And this is one of those examples where it's too fucking HD, if that makes sense. Like, it's uh, so like, I don't know, man. And the blue lights at WrestleMania, it just feels like this is when WWE decided to be 
just we're just here to like be as plastic as can be i get like the two competitors in it i love them both they're in my top favorites but this match felt like um let's just go out and do a lot of offense it felt like a video game like a back and forth thing i'm not gonna bury the match it's your favorite match second favorite match (laughs) no 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 that's that's but again it's my favorite match it's just what you know what i prefer it doesn't mean It's also you're, considered you're... one of the greatest of all time. No, so I wanted to watch I, it. This I want to hear your and... thoughts, though. I want to hear your thoughts. It's okay. You don't. I want to hear your thoughts on it. I just I don't think it's the both. greatest match of all time. And I watched yeah. it this week with those eyes because I was like, okay, this is what people say is the best WWE match ever. Yeah. And I wanted like, let me give it a fresh watch. Is that you know? right? People crown this as the best match uh, ever. It's it's getting that sort of reputation, oh, wow. like as the years go by. You know, it's getting it's climbing higher and higher. Okay. Do you stand by uh do you like do you consider it up there, Frank, for you as a WWE like match or I I think it's a it's rewatch a it. Match. Is it worth a re yeah. do you need a rewatch of it? Yeah, I, I mean I should personally rewatch it, but I got remember. It's the one where it. he dove yeah. out taker and almost died. Died when oh, he fell on his neck. And he got a dent in the Didn't mat. that dude end up getting fired? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I think that's a great match. You know, uh, I remember the stress of being like, oh, if anybody breaks this fucking record, if it's this <laughs> guy, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. Because yeah, it was a lot at of that fun. Point, that's really what I'm saying. It. Yeah. Like, you know, like I remember Frank, like being like this fucking guy's going to end the streak, yeah. you know, and I was all about it. I was yeah, all yeah. for it. No, it was a good match. It's it a, a great match. match. It is yeah, a great yeah. match. I guess when people say someone's the goat or something is the goat, and then you sure. rewatch it or re see it, you know. Yeah, man. That like, definitely ah. like puts a damper on things. Like I remember there was this book that everybody lost their shit over. Frank, you know, saga. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like everybody was losing their mind. You gotta read saga, you gotta read saga. And I was like, fucking all right, I'll read fucking saga, dude. So, like, I read it, and I, like, read it really quick just to shut people up. And I was like, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, then I reread yeah. it when I actually had time to. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, this is a fucking good yeah, book, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, so I think when yeah. people tell you all the time, you have to yeah. watch this. No, for it's sure. so good. Yeah. You know, like, no. Like, Plus, I have to say. Me, sh- Frank sh- told me for literally 10 years to watch The Wire. Mm-hmm. literally yeah. it's the best dude it's the best show of all time blah 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 i was like yeah i don't know and yes, then in yes, 2020 because yes. we had nothing better to do yes. than watch tv oh, I, watched the wire. I was like oh shit guess what the wire is fucking awesome yeah, you know yeah. so and i'm doing that with breaking bad now only i'm having the other reaction i don't think it's as good as yeah, it, but it i'm, gets, I'm gonna try to stick better. it out i'm gonna it try better. but i um, also think if something's not for you it's not for you don't waste your time now, yeah. I want to give it a, 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 you know, my right attention, but I want to say last thing on that match is I don't like Sean Chap's version, like all <laughs> that know. stuff when yeah. he starts wearing it. It's just I don't consider it for some reason. It's just like <laughs> out on it. I'm out on it. Um, Sorry, you're going to miss out on awesome wrestling because you can't get behind is it because you I can't know. see his butt as good or what, man? Like, what's <laughs> no, he just looks on? so he looks so skinny and you prefer and, like, him in the, with the referee big... outfit. I get it. Yeah, yeah, the big the short shorts. No, I. Anyway, that's a great match. Watch it. I'm just being like a negative Nancy. It's actually a great match. Uh, let us know if you think it's the greatest match of all time while you're at it. Oh yeah, um, I definitely want to hear in, in the comments on Instagram, on YouTube, wherever it is that you see this. I want to know. Not only what you think of our list, but your favorites, because I'm dying to know how much of this stuff, you know, is going to be recycled in other people's lists, especially that Tyler Black, uh, yeah, Naja yeah, McGinnis classic, the wild card. Yeah, yeah. 
I like it. I respect it. Uh, number two, Frank, where are you at? My number two. So it's actually not on anybody's list, but we mentioned it earlier. Um, my number two is Brett the Hitman Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Submission match. Mm. Mania. Um, 13. Love that match. To me, you know, for me personally, that's the best. I think that I think I'm I feel safe saying that's the best WWF match ever for me personally. Like it's my favorite WWF match and I also think it's probably the best um I think it's like pitch perfect from beginning to end. It's the way you get a guy over. Perfect double turn. I don't think there's I love ever that good. entrance. Yeah, Stone you know, Cold's entrance. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be a better double turn that you could do like ever makes Austin what he is two of my top five favorite guys of all time five stars actually even from Meltzer (laughs) you know what I mean just like oh it's kind of like across the board it's just like hits all those things for me do you love Um, this match because it's like as close to a simulated fight as we had gotten to that point because it's we won't spoil who wins but like it's stopped their match it's not like a yeah, pin yeah, yeah. not a, ta- a tap out yeah yeah they just yeah. have to stop the match like a real fight you know, you know I, mean? I never thought of it like that like as a simulated fight like or very close to a similar fight but maybe you know what i mean like maybe subconsciously I, I did feel that way you know what i mean because it is rough it gets rough it's iconic some of the imagery is from that is like being copied today yeah and i mean mm-hmm. think of Britt baker think of you know whoever people who are having these moments it's because of the moment that that match created, you know, so but you have Shamrock in there, the legitimacy. Mm-hmm. It's like very yeah, uh, big yeah, fight yeah. feel. Mm-hmm. Um, two of the two of your favorite guys of all time, too. Yeah, definitely. So hurt. Like, that's yep. That's number two. We meant Duke mentioned it earlier, um, but it, he didn't rank on his list. But yeah, that's I love that match. I watched that. I I, I watched that in the build up for WrestleMania this past year too, and it's just like I see it. I'm just like, damn, that shit just slaps. You know, I love that match so much. I think it's perfect. It's one of those matches like after you watch it you're like ah shit that might be in my top two or three favorites after because you can't help but love that match even if you're not a fan of wrestling i feel like it's another one of those ones you could show people like this is what it's all about storytelling exactly Um, and also wasn't a star too which i think is important for that match because he wasn't quite the guy that everybody knows him as so you see him with a chip on his shoulder still so like it was extra juice in his step you know i like that yeah I think for me, like why I prefer the other one, another reason is to me, Brett was a good guy. Yeah. And like the double turn, like the business was changing. Yeah, that's why. And it, yeah. it kind of like made me sad that like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. my I hero, can see where you're coming from. Yeah. You know, this like good dude, my hero, Brett Hart, is being booed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what the fuck is wrong with you guys you know you ingrates like mm-hmm. it's more um you guys you know so like i think it hurt me yeah yeah in the moment you know and like which is awesome right yeah, because good, yeah. like we said about like feeling stuff and all but i think that's probably why i prefer the other one but um yeah that's a fucking masterpiece too and like i said iconic that like blood from a stone mm-hmm. you know like no, it's it's an absolute classic. Another one that people might say is the best match of all time or WWE match. Mm-hmm. So we should uh, we should definitely revisit that conversation because we're we're mentioning some that you know it's, it's hard to pick one over the other, but maybe one day, one day we will. Um, 
So we're number two, and this match was already mentioned, believe it or not. Um, I didn't think it would be mentioned, but for me, I mentioned Ooh. high I mentioned high stakes as one of my reasons. I mentioned nostalgia, all that stuff, take you back in time. And for me in this match, um, the title was vacant. So this is the brainchild of one Pat Patterson. And it's the Royal Rumble 1992. It's the 92 Royal Rumble because if I want to just put anything on and enjoy all my favorite guys, you go down the list. We already went down it, but you got your even guys like Kerry Von Erich and Rick Martell are in this match. Yeah. Bulldog, Young Sean, Sid, Hogan, you name them. They're in there from that era. And you did have this 43-year-old guy come out on top. And for me as a WWF fan, I was only like – scratching the surface of my flair knowledge but after this match though like he goes he's a marathon man he goes the distance from number three but it's the post-match promo we all know it right when mm-hmm. he's with the with tear, in my tear. Eye. Woo. it's uh, so good man and honestly i gotta say like jim ross one time i remember him saying like how um the wrestlers are are like the lyrics to a song and he's the background music or i might have that backwards he's the lyrics and the wrestlers for the music however that goes and in this match i remember bobby like was so pro flair and um gorilla like together if you rewatch this match like their commentary is so gold throughout even when there's dull points in the match and like when flair's on the brink of elimination bobby losing his shit you having know? a panic attack a legit panic yep. attack yep yep and then you had like the print like the, the picture taken the flash bulbs there was a lot of stuff going on outside the ring it was so good and i, I mean just for me it's like if you want your dose of golden era wwf yep. what else are you gonna put on so that's my yep. number two Royal rumble 92 and i knew that was into- gonna be on your list because of your reaction when i said it was on my, my list <laughs> i, was like, I feel oh, like wow. you kind of felt validated yeah 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 so that yeah i'm glad it i'm glad it made yours and Frank said it's probably your favorite Rumble, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it, not, it's not a spoiler to like any of them, but like I, all my top ten are just singles matches. And I've realized mm-hmm. that's what I value the most. And I don't yep. know if John said like he said if it's a fight thing because I always say it's a fight to me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's part of it, but like I thought of tag team matches. You know, yeah. there's some that are close or. or I'm the surprised that one didn't make your top ten, and I thought it would, Frank. Yeah. TLC, the, the, the TLC match. Yeah, yep. I thought so. And that's probably the closest, you know yeah. what I mean, for a tag team match. But yeah, but like at the end of the day, I was just like, no, it's singles is the shit I go back to the most. You know, that's what I care about the most. So because you when know, you so think the Rumble about, though, like ninety two would have been the one for sure. What's mm-hmm. the greatest tag team match of all time? I've been through this in my head this week, man. It's and, not. Um, it's not. No, it's there's not, no not, answer. Yeah. Like there's right. no. Uh, I was thinking Demolition you know I mean? vs. Like, Heart Foundation, two out of three falls, is one of my favorites. Yeah, but, but like, I don't not think like there's... The, I wouldn't... But yeah, people like, would I'd say like... that TLC match is maybe the best of all. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. You know, like, but so I, I like FCR vs. Punk and Moxley. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You can think of, like, a lot of good ones, you know, like, here and there. Wait, but there's like, one that be... actually people consider as, like, one of the greatest wrestling matches in history. You oh. guys saw it. I didn't see it. I know I didn't, but it was... um. It was Gargano and Ciampa <laughs> yeah, versus, cool. in NXT versus who were the, who was the um do you know the opponents Frank you don't no, know don't, but uh, Duke know you should sure. know it was um was it 
what was it Adam Cole at the time or uh, there was a tag team match in NXT that's ranked as like one of the greatest matches I of mean, all time. I mean, I'll tell you my favorite NXT tag team match is the Revival in American Alpha. But like, is that like one of the all time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't. Mm. We all yeah. love tag team wrestling. We all do. You know, yeah, tag team we, match I considered yeah. was uh, the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, because mm-hmm. like I, yeah. I, I don't think there's a tag team match that I loved as much in the last yeah, like five that years. That match was elite. fucking you awesome. I mean? But yeah. again, it was that one I want to let marinate. I felt like that was too new. Yeah, yeah. To keep yep. in, to keep in. It's so I was funny. Like, I did the same thing because there were a lot of like, believe it or not, like NXT matches that mm-hmm. I really fucking loved. You know, funny, like yeah. Sasha and Bailey. That's my favorite women's match ever. Yeah. Like easily. But yeah. like, you know, it was how long ago? You yeah. know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. you said, I want to let it marinate a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I loved um Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. That match was awesome mm-hmm. for the NXT title. Like lots of false finishes. You didn't know who was going to win. Like I legit didn't know who was going to win that match. So like I yeah. had a lot of fun with that, you know? So, mm. but I think I wanted to, you know, to crown something, not like we're saying it's the best or whatever, yeah, but like yeah, your but... favorites, you want to have like at least like 15 years of exactly. like exactly. Well, that, know, I think like it was it, it was the revival versus DIY versus uh, you know, that was the tag match at um, okay. one of the NXTs in Brooklyn. People crown that as like one of the best matches in the history of wrestling huh, if you yeah. really try to research it. And I was like, huh, what other tag matches? I'm with you though, like, um. Oh, this, Piper this, says bye 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 bye. Yeah, that's bye what bye. Yeah, yeah. Yep, he keeps repeating it. Um, no, that's so. <laughs> she so be mine. At, she be mine. That's what he says about the belt, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. She be mine. Yeah. So we're at. Uh, are we at number one? One I lost track. number one. Pal. Oh, darn. Okay. This is it. This is for all the marbles. This is it, Who's... guys. I'm gonna tell you. Uh, that this is on no one's number one list as far as uh, best matches of all time. I've talked about this match before, and as a personal favorite of mine, and if I were going to show somebody what professional wrestling is, uh, the presentation, the lead-up, the story, the interviews, it would probably be this match. It wasn't even the main event on the card. But to me, it blows every other match out on the card. And it's WrestleMania 7. It's a retirement match. The Ultimate Warrior against the Macho Man, Andy Savage. Uh And I've talked about this match. I gush over this match all the time. The emotion of this match. um, There are literally people after the match crying in the crowd. Mm -hmm. There's a grown woman crying Mm -hmm. and she's laughing at herself because she's she knows how ridiculous this is that I'm crying about a wrestling match. But and the, you know, the um, macho man, like people, you know, said a lot of shit about much like being weird or whatever, eccentric, whatever the word is, but. Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior had a good relationship. They were close. They would, you know, everybody would always do the working man's handshake where, you know, you shake somebody's hand very softly because, you know, you don't want to have heat with them. They would squeeze the shit out of each other's hands. 
and they would drink pots of coffee together and they were good buddies Mm -hmm. and macho man you know i think he showed he doesn't have much of an ego because Mm -hmm. he drops five top rope elbow drops on ultimate warrior Mm -hmm. and then he gets pinned by one foot Mm-hmm. And I think that just says a lot about Mach, you know, like Hogan wouldn't have done that, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I love this match. I could go on for an hour about well, it. Well, let me just say, uh, I yeah. know my cousin, Dustin, this is his favorite match of all time. Oh, and, nice. But the number of elbows Mach dropped has like, mm-hmm. it, it became a real number as I got older. I used to think it was 11 and then it was like <laughs> seven. I guess it's five, right? It is five, um, yeah. Okay, but dude, yeah, it's it's a great story. This is like number eleven for me, almost out of respect. Yeah. I kept it out for you to mm-hmm. have this because I know you love it so so much. But this is right up there for me as well, and I think it's weird because Warrior once again doesn't have the best reputation as a worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but much. I mean, yeah, but this is a um, this is a long. There's a point now where Warrior, I think, just keeps throwing him in the ring, hitting him with the shoulder checks. Mm-hmm. Mach rolls out. It's like a yep. repetitive. But it's yep. Mach is completely defeated by the end of it. Like yep. that one foot pin is almost fitting, you know? Yeah. No, I loved it. And Epic. like then afterwards, like, you know, Macho Man and Elizabeth were already divorced at this point, but like mm-hmm. she's crying, dude. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like it's real. If yeah. if it's not, she fooled me. Yeah, yeah. Because she looks like she is crying and they hug and like. And Gorilla again on commentary. He's driving it home. Like, this yeah, love even story. Bobby, too, though. Bobby, like, like, Bobby, you know, Liz comes down and Bobby's like, she loves him. Yeah. She loves him. Look at her, you know, like, just yeah. once again, like, you know, the, the greatest, in my opinion, commentary team ever, like, doing their Great. thing. And yeah, man, just epic. awesome epic. match, beautiful story, you know. It's a fucking love story, even somehow, mm-hmm. like at the end of it. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. WrestleMania 7, Macho Man and the Ultimate Warrior, my all-time favorite match. Also a, a turn, not a double turn, but Mach yeah. is loved again by the end of this. Yep. Yep. You know, he goes into it as a heal. Loved at the end. Yep. Excellent. Ma- uh, Sherry's so got a new Sherry's managing someone new by the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, so we're here at number one for Francois. So my number one, not a shocker for anybody. It's been my favorite match since I saw it was, I, I actually don't know what it is. Sorry to cut you off, no, 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 but no, I'm like, know, I'm on, you do know what it is. You, you do, you're just not thinking, but number one, we've talked about it a fucking million times. Eddie Guerrero versus Ray Mysterio. Wow. <laughs> you know, Halloween Havoc, 97. We've talked about this endlessly on this podcast. We've been in a few episodes, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's a perfect match. Uh, when I saw it, I remember being, I remember thinking, be like in my head thinking like, that's, you, you know, you're not going to see a better match than that ever. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I feel like for what I like too, like I like a yeah. wrestling match with a little bit of high flying, you know what I mean? A little bit of, you know, a faster pace. Um, and it kind of like, it's like the, all like any part of pro wrestling today that I enjoy, like that match did it, you know, 25 years ago. Um, I think it's perfect. I think Eddie never looked more intense, like in a matchup. I think Ray Ray's, you know, one of the goats. 
um, his outfit, his gear. Talk about gear, right? That's my favorite Eddie gear. That's my favorite maybe Rey Mysterio costume getup mm-hmm. that he wore just because it's so iconic. The pay-per-view, the set's amazing. Um, that pay-per-view became like infamous. Um, kind of universally acclaimed this matchup. Everybody puts it as like one of those best technical matchups or whatever that you see. Um, I don't know, man. It's just Eddie at his best, you know, and like I I personally have been trying to like find a match that tops that match, you know, and it's like that's it, the fun it, part, right? Yeah, trying for me, to find like, something. It hasn't happened. It's been number one for me for a very long time. And I saw some cool shit that I have loved, you know, since then. Um yeah, that's easily it i don't know i don't see anything on the horizon that like has me excited <laughs> to surpass it but that's my number one not a shocker eddie g at the top again i'm loyal baby always i it's thought gotta... that i really thought your number one might be sean and razor oh really yeah yeah funny. you mm-hmm. wish i had fucking sean in my number no one i thought more because of the razor thing yeah yeah like because when you think razor ramon you think that match that match yeah you know and like, seen i thought it... that I should have known, though, as, you know, process of elimination went on, because yeah. that's actually one of my favorite matches of all time, too. I've even said that, but it's like, you know, yeah, in the 20s, 20. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I can well, that's see fresh. why, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's a match that, like, we've all seen him like a bunch of times. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like one of those most talked about matches. It's not even like super unique in any way that's all right no yeah it's fresh in our heads though we've been talking about it a lot on this podcast yeah we literally uh, just covered that we just covered it and the speed we talked about speed earlier Mm -hmm. in steamboat versus savage we'll put that in fast forward mode in this match because they're like right out the gate it's like full speed ahead and um i remember so frank you said it's a perfect match not according to zern he gave it a 9.4 remember and i also that's right that's right that's right yeah remember his uh his reasoning for his decimal point deductions but i'm with uh what did uh what did sean and taker get that was perfect that was perfect that was a perfect time yeah and i'm i was on the same page as mike but listen i said at the top of this like stakes are also sometimes what Mm -hmm. i go back to really none of it matters i mean um that's your, you know, that's how you connect to your probably childhood too. Cause you were what, how old then? 10. Yeah. That's 10, like my prime old. time of getting yeah, into wrestling. Mm-hmm. 10 so, years old. And also you say stakes, you know, for me losing the mask, yeah, for me losing the mask, the stakes are always, yeah, I true. always valued that as like, I know like in American culture, that's not typically as important in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, I always did value that. Like I'd always thought of that even as a kid, like, Oh, you know, you can't lose the mass. That's such a, a thing. You no, know? I so guess it's me, a thing though. Like it's like an opening, yeah. it's yeah, an opening yeah, car, yeah. uh middle of the card thing too, though. It was, yeah, it's yeah, it's no, amazing right. how um how beloved that match is for not being a main event or a WrestleMania mm-hmm. match. But yeah, I get it. That for you, that is the ultimate stakes for yeah. especially at that age. There's a lot of matches like that though that might not have been, you know, at the top but still get a lot of love like mm-hmm. in preparation for this i was just talking to some dudes on sunday and i was just like guys out of curiosity like what are your you know what's your do you have like an all-time favorite mm-hmm. match or like a couple blah 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 and like the one dude mentioned um ray and kurt at that mm-hmm. uh oh, yeah, summer SummerSlam. Slam. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like mm-hmm. so it, like that flashed in my mind yeah man as i was thinking like, of that's, matches that's you know? an awesome match the only thing i hate is kurt's candy cane singlet yeah, that's right that's right that's fine but like you know i it's fun to you know and these are younger guys so like they're talking about like 
Andrade versus mm-hmm. Johnny yeah, Gargano yeah, 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 at, yeah, you know, and take over Philly because they were there and stuff. So, again, it's just a preference. It's where you're at. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like for you, like you were a young, you're, you're a kid. Mm-hmm. And like, that's when you got into it. So you find, you know, same with me. Like I was a kid when Warrior fought Hogan, yeah. you know, maybe that's why, like, yeah. you know. Right. Genius, the ability to prolong one's childhood. <laughs> I once I once uh, believed that. I don't know if I believe <laughs> it anymore, but yes. Uh, well, my number one is going to be unanimous. Appeared on all three of our lists, oh. which is really cool. But uh, my number one, I look at as a time capsule to my nine years old self. Mm-hmm. And um, it features my favorite wrestler of all time. But I once had done a, a thing in film school. They wanted us to like just do a, it was one of those things, do whatever you want. So I decided to do like a an homage to this match. Like, and it was Bret Hart versus British Bulldog, SummerSlam oh, 92. Nice. More family rivalry. There's a theme throughout all my matches on my <laughs> list. It's funny, but uh we we went through it already. The Diana Diana Hart factor. This is a, a family affair, Wembley Stadium. 1992 IC title. I was still learning the business, I guess you call it at nine or 10 years old, a year before the intercontinental title was just in the middle of the card. This time it's the best main event, uh, most prestigious. So in my mind, this title meant everything, you know, I Mm -hmm. was completely convinced that this meant just as much as the world title, but I have to say uh, it still holds up. Watched it this week. I think it's the perfect match. I think it's the perfect story there's perfect ambiance you know what i mean like the, the, the wembley mm-hmm. stadium crowd you you name it i think this is one that you said can anybody top ray and eddie yeah yeah i don't know man like this match to me will always be in my top two or three maybe on a day like it's it's you know not you know the greatest in my mind but yeah i don't know i think it's the perfect match so we said a lot about it and um and I know Brett's had about... better matches than this, probably in some people's minds. The Austin mm-hmm. thing, uh, maybe even the Michaels thing. But this one to me, it was um just an all-time classic. And we've we've talked a lot about like elevating somebody. And you know, you would think that Brett elevated the bulldog, but he <laughs> he kind of elevated himself yeah, because yeah, he showed yeah look, Vince, like you gave me the main event spot and I had arguably the greatest match in this sports history, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, and it's the shining and and it's like for, it is cool. And it's for him. It's like, I don't know. It's the shining light to his run. I feel like because he Mm -hmm. lost, but Mm -hmm. it's still my favorite match. It's still like our favorite Brett match. He lost, but it's the ultimate. And he's on all of our favorite lists. You know, you so. know, so like what's crazy, right? It's like we've had two we had two matches that were unanimous. It was Brett and Davey and then Brett and Owen. Yep. Were heart foundation marks for sure. Yeah. Um <laughs> but what I wanted to point out was like, dude, like, is Brett as the GOAT like undeniable? Because it's like, is Austin's best match with Brett? Is Owen's best <laughs> match with Brett? Is Davey's Perfect. best match with Brett? Is, per- is Perfect's best match with Brett? Is Sean's best Sean's, match with Brett? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you look at all these guys, and it's just like, dude, the guy, it's undeniable greatness. You know what I and mean? And it's like, timeless, you could be a bro. Hater Here we are. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. One open the mean, card at WrestleMania. Yeah, one once again, like we're not talking about best. We're talking about <laughs> yeah, our, yeah, favorites, our favorites. But yeah. I mean, if, if we ever did, you know, a podcast on like the best matches of all time, I mean, like Frank said, I mean, it's kind of Let's set that criteria and we'll see if anything tops this. But yeah. I mean, we're not talking about that right now. It's just favorites. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. one's so near and dear to my heart. I love it. I'll always love it. And um, yeah, that's been. Do you guys have one honorable mention before we get out of here or no? One that like, I haven't mentioned that I, I contemplated and it was just purely on emotion and a match that had no right to be as good as it was, was uh, Hollywood Hogan versus The Rock. Mm. I thought that would be on your list. I yeah, really yeah. Did. Like it, it's probably 15 you know what i mean like in there because like i personally do love that match and it was one that i was like and didn't care going in but not that i didn't care but i wasn't as jack because hogan was so old or whatever at that point but then he he had at least that match left in the you know in his bag and he pulled out a great one the crowd was amazing that's another great crowd that enhances the match the rock they started was reborn yeah yeah they start booing the rock and the rock you know the rock was always pretty good at reacting to yeah. the crowd and adjusting so like all of those things should have been the main you know it's probably universally everybody thinks it should have been the main event it ended up being jericho and um trips yeah you know yeah, for the title spot. and that's the argument right like the title should go on last or whatever right but it's like but you saw that match and it was like dude nobody cared unfortunately for yeah them. i mean, you know I mean? they like after that they took all the energy man you know so like that is one that i, was, I that love story that was too about, i love the story was weird going into it yeah, no, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. The story got yeah. weird, right? Remember, he was just trying to Didn't kill him with a truck. He killed him. Yeah, he yeah. tried to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to kill him. him. <laughs> Dude, do you have one honorable mention before we get out of here? One honorable mention that would never be on either of your lists, and I, you might even hate on me for it. <laughs> Again, we talk about like moments and like watching with people and stuff like that. So, uh, Michael Cole versus Jerry Lawler. You got uh, it. Loved it. You nailed mm. it. Wait, no, it was on a WCW Nitro. Okay. It was for the WCW World Heavyweight title. And it was Hulk Hogan, Mm. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, defending the title against the United States champion, a young Bill Goldberg. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember Warrior Hogan all over again, man. Yeah. I remember watching that with my brothers. And like, we were. Like so into it, and yeah. um, I don't know if you guys remember, like Bobby, of course, once the again, man, the, brain. the man, yeah, but he was like, um, he he speared him, and like you kind of felt it. You're like, oh shit, is this gonna happen? And Heenan's like, cover him, cover him. You gotta cover him now. Yeah. And he lifted him up, and boom, jackhammer, and that was it. And my brothers and I fucking popped. That is a, that is a crazy. That's that's a, an, that's again, a great amazing. one for like the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was whole, just yeah. a fun moment with my brothers. You know, like mm-hmm. fond memory. Like scrap. Shout out to scrap. <laughs> like he loved Goldberg from day one. So it was just a lot dude. Of that fun. house was shaking. The uh, oh my god, the Georgia Dome, Georgia Dome, yeah. right? Crazy, mm-hmm. incredible. That's an awesome one. Mine would have been. Uh, my honorable mention would have been Savage versus Warrior WrestleMania Seven. Or Taker, Sean, Bad Blood 97. Mm-hmm. One of those, which we already talked about. We won't uh, go back into them, but there's so many. We want to know everyone's all-time favorite matches. If you have three, five, 10, mm-hmm. 17 for Mike, if you have 17 of them, <laughs> uh, leave them in the comments. 
keep subscribing, keep following along. This has been fun. Really quick, um, a surprise uh, that I didn't, I, I was surprised, Duke, that you didn't have a Flair Steamboat appearance in your top they're, 10. They're awesome matches, but there isn't one, you know, that like stuck out for me. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's probably why. And honestly, like, I didn't include Benoit for obvious reasons. Yeah. I just feel dirty doing that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So WWE all through for yours, I believe. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I didn't even think nice. about it. Yep. A ring of honor for Frank and, and one an e- ring of honor and a WCW. And then technically a WWE ECW match. Right. But, you know, right. So you know, I'm the only I one. Definitely. That had um, AEW match. Sorry. So yeah, I guess I'm yeah, the biggest AEW you. fan. You are. Right? Um, <laughs> I think that it, you know, we'll do this again in a year. If we did this again in a year, like I'm definitely going to have a new, probably number one, even like just because mm-hmm. like Cody Rhodes is going to return at the Royal Rumble. Right, right, right. At number 27 and then go on to win the WWE championship at WrestleMania. That's, so it's true. probably change by then. So that's true. Well, he's going to, he's going to get thrown out by number 30. Rocky Mayavia. Oh, we got to talk about that next Sheesh. week. Yeah. If it's happening, get ready. I already said, um, brothers. next mania, I gotta hold on until WrestleMania comes to Philly somehow because I want to retire. Oh, if, yeah, uh, Sami Zayn becomes champion. And oh, yeah, retired. <laughs> I'm, uh, I can't, I gotta wait. Hold not out very oozy. I know, I'm not, I'm not feeling oozy right now. It's a little late, but we're gonna get out of here. This has been fun. It's been our top 10 favorite matches of all the times for head cheese steve blackman and al snow i've been general adnan at your service (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you next time on no sold and just remember we the ones